Welcome to the podcast. This is Corey. I've been on a couple times. You know, I got an intro for you, uh, or more of a summary of the movie. Quote, I know Kung Fu. End quote. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. You're not going to believe this, but uh, in my intro, I was going to (laughs) say, I'm Ben Holden. I know Kung Fu. Oh, wow. But now it just sounds like I'm copying Stole you. Stole the thunder. I, I've been thinking about this for like two weeks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm going to start it and say, okay. I know Kung Fu. Right there. Oh, can I, do you have... Um, so I even put it in a document. Yeah, I want I want to see the document history and see no. when, when you wrote that. I have, you didn't, did you hear me I saw, I saw it. Clicky, clicky, clacky. Um, yeah, silent keys. Well, this is as good as any intro, because I don't know how to really start yet, but it's going to be something along the lines of that or... Welcome to Late to the Movies, a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots. Every week, we'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hasn't seen before, but really should have by now. I'm Ben Holt, and I know Kung Fu. This week, we're going to talk about all of the Matrix movies, including the one that hasn't come out yet as we're recording this. Quick programming note up top. We're recording half of the episode now. We're going to go see the movie in a few days when it comes out, and then we're going to record it another half of the episode after that to include Resurrections. But for now, this first part's going to be just about the original trilogy. So just so you guys know out there listening what's happening, that's what's happening. Um, Here with, from left to right, Robbie, Noah, and Corey. What's up, guys? Hey. hey. We're just going to overlook how Ben just like kind of took my opening phrase. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And was like, oh, this is mine. <laughs> I have a question about the opening phrase. So, like, is that an ironic opening phrase, or are we actually are you going to change the opening phrase? It's been well, like, that I know kung fu. Well, no, the, it's not uh, ironic. I do is, know kung fu. This is Ben. Oh, wait, the, okay. Wait, I, I don't actually know kung fu. Then I'm yeah. just kind of curious. I don't either. <laughs> no, you don't know either. No, the people uh, don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Well, never mind. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> wait, is the going off of that? Is the intro? I don't know what the intro is. Maybe that's the intro. Well, that's what I like. Is that just going to be the running intro? Yeah. Are you going to change it? Oh, yeah. I feel like every time you're like, yeah, I don't really know how to start this, but, and but then maybe, you say some like stupid shit. And but maybe that's it. Then we say like some, some stupid shit. That's the whole podcast. We say an hour and a half you're of stupid right. shit. And it's hilarious <laughs> and, and for some reason enjoyable. But the, all that being said, I, I really don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. We have our answer. All right. Next. <laughs> Before we get into all the Matrix movies, which I'm, you know, I'm kind of worried about time-wise how long that's going to take, but we'll see. We'll find out. I still want to start with just talking about what you guys have been watching. It's been a little while since we've all been on a pod together, even though we've done a few of these. So I'm curious uh, what you guys have been checking out lately. I did just rewatch The Boys because I heard filming for season three ended, and I'm very excited. For I never watched the second out. season. Oh, I didn't watch the second. I season. forgot about it. you. Watched yeah. the first? I did. I I, I told to, people at work to watch yeah. The Boys, and I was like, "Oh, let me rewatch this. Make sure I gave a good recommendation." I, was like, was oh, I gave a fire recommendation. Yeah. It's so good. It is very good. I recently watched Hellbound. Um, did I watch any movies? I don't think I watched any movies. Per usual. Yeah, pretty outside huge. of the Matrix, all three. Yeah, I watched uh, Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good. That's Yippee all my movies have brother. just been movies that you guys are doing podcasts on. So yeah, here in in like the fledgling state of this podcast, even just other people who are just on different episodes, if they tell me that, like, oh, I listened to that episode, it made me watch that movie, it gets me like really excited. So yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked that you liked. It made me excited. I enjoyed it. Die Hard, impossible not to get excited whilst watching. So that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. 
Um, and yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm always really sort of, um, anytime I give a recommendation to someone and I'm like, Oh, this is like one of my favorite movies ever. You got to check it out. And then like five minutes later, I'm like, I need to watch that before they do just to make sure. Just got to make sure I get it. Can send them a text real quick. Like, Oh, sorry. That wasn't, I should have said, yeah, I really liked it when I was a kid. It was a different time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, 2020 vision and all that. Oh, no, that's 2020. Vision. That might make them want to like watch it more though. I feel like if someone does like, that to uh, me, I'd be like, Oh, maybe oh, I do. I've got something it. I can hold over them. <laughs> if it's <laughs> terrible, it's a technique. <laughs> hey, remember that terrible thing you love? It's it, like, damn it. sucked. it's like all blackface. Why did you like this so much? Where did you even find it? <laughs> and then you like spin something like that was educational. I think you really needed to watch that. It's, yeah. it's only available on Fox. I just I can't. <laughs> this period of time we get really into this. Yeah. So uh, I watched Spider Man No Way Home last night. Oh yeah, I heard it was incredible. Was it? Um, oh, that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Well, it, literally. So. It, if you're listening to this on the feed, whatever you know, podcast app you use, then Spider-Man No Way Home came out um, almost two weeks ago. But if you are someone that's in this room right now, it just came out yesterday, so I don't want to spoil anything for you guys. But uh, yeah, no, I, I had a good time. It was like a actual fun movie experience. The theater, it was a good theater, really hot crowd. They were cheering for the right things, Listen, and people I'm were not. Like, I'm not going to the theater. Should I watch it or not? Is it the best Spider-Man movie to come out? No, outside of mm, outside of the fourth, maybe. Fourth. Oh, oh counting the animated that. one. No, 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 not counting. No, okay. So just the live action ones. Homecoming of the Tom Holland ones better. Maybe the first Andrew Garfield. I think both of those Andrew Garfield ones are kind of just poorly directed. Even though I really like Andrew Garfield. Yep. I have, um, I have a lot of feelings on it as well, but I'm keeping them to myself. And then the first two Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies are definitely better than this. Um, but but it's a lot of like crowd-pleasing stuff. Um, even though anyone that you could guess is in this movie, you are correct, they are in this movie. Uh, or not, maybe, if you're still worried about spoilers. I only saw the first one, so I don't give a shit who's in it. Yeah, there was one actual like surprising cameo early. Oh, oh. But that was fun. I don't know. There's a lot of like logical problems, but it just really depends if you are going to buy in, if you're like a fan and you want to check out something that's going to serve you and make you excited as a fan. This definitely does that. Hmm. But you know, it's a lot of kind of inconsistent stuff and you know, not to spoil it too much, but it ends in like a really surprising spot to be fair to the movie and it does some cool stuff. I don't know. Nice. So a normal action movie. Yeah. The people who were in it that were like, oh, wow. Yeah. Ooh, what a surprise. This person's here. It's like not just cameos. They're in it a very long time and are like a really important part of the movie, which is which was that part was legitimately cool to see. So hmm. that's pretty cool. How many people dressed up as Spider-Man at the. At the I don't know. There was a there was a decent amount. It wasn't like dressed up as Spider-Man, but like Spider-Man merch. There was a lot of that, like hoodies that, you know, have, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, red yeah. and black webs on them and stuff okay. like that. That's pretty cool. It was a good time. Um, but you know who's in the Matrix? Spider-Man. The best person ever. Keanu Reeves. I have one. Overall uh, person, like just in general. He might be my favorite person ever. I have um, That's fucked up, one man. bullet point. I live one room over. <laughs> You have a mother. 
do. But, yeah, it's Keanu, Keanu Reeves. I love here, my mom. But, you know. Since since we're doing the whole trilogy now, I'm I didn't do too much plot stuff in my notes, but I do have one note that just says Keanu, and then the bullet under that is is he perfect or merely extraordinary? <laughs> and we can we can um, sort of interrogate that as we go along. All three of the movies, yes, we're doing all the matrixes. I looked up the plural. It is matrices. Um, so we're doing the, all the matrices, and maybe that's the title of this episode. I haven't decided yet how we're going to title this episode. I like that. Um, that's not good for analytics. No, no it's really bad matrix. for SEO. I'm putting one minute on the clock. Who can recap the Matrix trilogy? All right. Um, when I say I know Kung Fu, you can start. I know Kung Fu. All right. So there's a hacker guy. He gets waked up by some people, follow the right rabbit, follows the white rabbit, and he sees uh, Morpheus and all the shit, and red pill, pill, blue pill, blah, 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 blah. Agent, don't do that. Agent is all angry. So they go, they run, they're running away from the agents. They're trying to figure out what the matrix is. Turns out it's a computer program. You jack in, download cool programs like Kung Fu. You learn Kung Fu, you know Kung Fu. So then you go through, you can fight Agent Smith. He doesn't like people that are outside of the matrix because he's part of robot people programs. So you go to see the Oracle. You 35 seconds. Damn it. Oracle's like, uh, Neo, you're the one. And he's like, no, I'm not. And then he finds out he's the one. And then he goes and he runs through and he's uh, unplugging other people from the matrix. And then like some people die. And then like the robots come, they're trying to kill Zion, which is their big home city, which is fun. And then Neo's like, I can kill these robots too. And then Neo kills everything. And then he like goes and talks to the people that built the matrix. And he's like, don't be dicks. And they're like, seconds. we're not going to be dicks anymore we're gonna like try to work with you if you kill agent smith because oh all this time he's been like just replicating apparently there's no more matrix it's just smith so neo goes and he kills them they kill him comes back robots say, they're like hey we love you uh we're gonna leave him alone for now cue new movie coming out in a week that's a minute good job that was pretty Oof. good yeah Oof. Pop, pop, pop. i really like and you know no offense to anyone else who's been on episodes but some of these recaps go job. on too really long yeah. so i'm happy that that well, one you didn't give anybody a, a time a time no no that's what i'm saying it's no it's no one's fault but mine as with everything on this podcast Oof. So, uh, yeah, I will say I probably spent about 30 minutes, 30 seconds on the matrix. And then the other two just boom. I think, um, I mean, that's probably, as far as like a collective, you know, cultural brain share, you know, it's really the matrix. And then the other two are kind of like, yeah, those movies people saw or in some cases did not together that's i was very happy we watched them again though because i do i feel like they they were very good they just they're dense they are dense ass movies and then they're just like fight scene and you're like wait i'm still processing what's going on now there's bullets i can't process this Ah. it's i thought it was a much easier watch than the three lord of the rings movies sure that's fair not just time wise but just like like i when i finish those it takes a lot out of me like Mm. i'm happy i watched it but it's also like who like the Matrix, I was like, oh, okay, like cool. I don't need to go to sleep. Yeah, well, well, yeah. a lot quicker than I expected. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it really did. did. Yeah, they yeah. they kind of zoomed, and I was especially worried when we got to the sequels that it was going to be like, oh, this is. But I didn't feel that way at all, actually. If I hadn't already committed to leave, I was. I kind of wanted to stay for the third one. I was expecting to feel like you were saying for the Lord of the Rings, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can do three movies back to back. But I definitely could have done the third one. I just said mm-hmm. already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we should say. Because normally we say, okay, here's who hasn't seen this before. Um, the idea is none of us have seen Matrix Resurrections before. That com- movie doesn't come out for, as we're recording this, five more days. But we all got together. I think this is Corey's idea, right? Because this is a thing. Yeah, because I, I haven't seen any of the movies just like straight up. Yeah. Like I've watched clips that come on cable back in the day when people had cable. <laughs> um and then we were talking about the new movie and I was like, oh, I still have to watch the old ones. Do you guys want to do a marathon? And these three were like, hell yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. So I was like, all right, let's pick a date now or we're never going to do it. 
And uh, yeah. right, we committed to do, and we actually did. I'm proud of us for following through. As we started Matrix Revolutions, I believe in the first five minutes, a couple of us were like, I don't remember this. <laughs> and then um, 15 minutes in, I think a couple of us were actually like, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I haven't seen this movie before. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in that camp. Um, yep, I had not seen Matrix Revolutions before. Except, really thought I had. Except one scene, but that's but that's it. Yeah, in my mind, I was like thinking of things that happen in Reloaded as happening in Reloaded and in Revolutions. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I hadn't seen Matrix Revolutions before. It opens with Keanu at a subway stop, and I was like, "I've never seen this shit before in my life. This is this is well beyond." Do we put on the wrong movie? Is he supposed with. to be here? Yeah. What are you doing, Keanu? Get out of there, buddy. Speed two, but it's Speed. on. A train. I I definitely watched them, but I mean the details other than like I think I remember one of the big fights, like right when Smith was coming to the Oracle. And I mean, I think I remember the architect from the third one when he walked into the room with the TV monitors, but everything See, else. That's that in Reloaded. That's not the that was in Reloaded. That's, that's, that's what happened to us. That's what happened. That's what happened to us. Yeah, because I think it started when Architect's in the next one, right? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, he, then he meets up with the architect. He's like, wait, what's in the third one? <laughs> oh, because that, that, I put it together this time. The architect is the robot Neo is talking to at the end in real life, but not as the... Um, like architect's a program. program. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that was him in his robot form. Maybe. Based on the way uh, the robot at the end was talking, and then when they go back and they talk to the architect as a program, they said two very similar things regarding the piece. And I, I'll, ugh, crap, I should have done it before the cast. But anyways, my theory is that the architect was that big robot he negotiated with at the end. But hmm. Okay. I think it, it's never it's never given a name, so that's totally in play, I would say. It's a reasonable reasonable possibility yeah i think I, I like it more that the programs are sort of these own their own kind of things that are just like oh, doing their shit okay um that was a robot baby well yeah the in in the machine city at the end and i guess that's where we're skipping plot wise <laughs> literally first. the last the 10 one. minutes of neo's life supposedly let's start there this is my fault because this is how i watch movies from the end first so i just i bring you all down <laughs> with right. me scrolling the last page of my notes and let's get into it in reverse no we can no, start with the first one yeah, yeah. Excited I... yeah movie time with robbie's terrible he's like <laughs> let's let's watch the third one then the second and then Wait, the Robbie, first no not again in reverse i tried to get him to watch star wars in the machete order one time yeah that's what happens and then we fell asleep after two still haven't seen i only watched the Topher grace cut so um <laughs> Wait, I, don't what? Is. I don't know what the Topher grace cut is uh, he's um that's seventy show yeah he was eric on that 70s eric, show. Oh, that's, right, that's his yeah. real name yeah, yeah is there an order for that no he personally cut together the movies oh my god and it's is like it good pretty good is it really how long okay. is it so the cut is i so this is off the top of my head so i gotta sorry. watch this because i haven't seen star wars the cut is there's no phantom menace okay he just cut the prequels no phantom menace and then he cut the two other movies into just one cohesive interesting kind of punchy movie i could see that yeah i guess he had time i don't know just on that on that 70s show syndication just dollars dollars collected royalty checks doing nothing else yeah so uh where, where i wanted to start was you know what's good the fucking matrix holy shit mm-hmm. yes so the first matrix comes out in 1999 it's the second directorial um effort from the wachowskis and um it takes the fuck off it's like immediately a cultural touchstone it wins four academy awards it's a huge huge deal what a cool movie. In 2003, I think May and October, I think they're about that long apart, you got Reloaded and Revolutions both. Reloaded is 
until Deadpool in 2016, the highest grossing rated R film. Um, those are kind of critically like had at the time. There's been some reassessment, not like a fully, oh, everyone was wrong reassessment, but I think a lot of the cool kids of uh, have um, at least brought them into a sort of divisive zone, not just fully everyone doesn't like this, but more a lot of people really don't like this, but a lot of people think these kick ass. Um, I definitely used to be in the first camp because I was 12 in 2003 <laughs> and also didn't see Revolutions apparently. And I thought Reloaded was kind of, kind of uh, lame. And then uh, watching it now, it is lame for sure. So aggressively but I loved it. Mm. So who knows, man? Mm. Uh, I think both those movies rock. So I don't know. I, I had to say, I <laughs> didn't think I would like, I remember not really like either one of them a little bit. Uh, and I absolutely loved both of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have things to say about three, but I'm going to wait till we get to three. Yeah. 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 They're, I think they're all good. It makes me really excited for the new one because it seems to be, it's just Lana Wachowski. Uh, Lily is not involved in the making of this movie. Are they Is there like a, a reason? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of strange because we also have the first movie from just one of the Coen brothers is also coming out, depending on where you live right around now, the tragedy of Macbeth. Hmm. Uh, sorry, the tragedy of Scottish play. We can't say Macbeth. Um, this, is, this is technically a performance, so we shouldn't say Macbeth. Um, Why? Oh, oh, right. It's just bad. It's bad luck. So anyway, Macbeth, yeah. Macbeth, Macbeth. Oh, he's right behind you. No, if you say it three <laughs> <laughs> Take See that, Shakespeare. If you say Macbeth three times on a podcast, he shows up and strangles you with a skull. Oh no! That that would get some viewers <laughs> or listeners. The current Macbeth, the guy who's playing Macbeth in the tragedy of Macbeth, is Denzel Washington. He could kick any of our asses, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's an old, he's an old ish man, but he's scary. I don't want that. So stop saying his name. He's got paid personal trainers, so I'm sure he could. This yes. is going to be five hours long. Yeah. Hell yeah. I played 100 hours of Halo. I, <laughs> I can't do anything. Corey's already browsing his phone, and we just started No, no, no. no. It's, it's for the podcast. It's for the podcast. All right. Then I'm going to interject here. Yeah, please do. Uh, so let's talk about the first movie. First of all, I can't believe it took me this long to watch it because... It was incredible. Right. That movie was so fucking good. I also the can't whole thing. You I was seen like, it. yeah. Well, oh, I've seen like, well, seen well, like, see yeah, I've seen a lot of parts of it, but then watching it all together, it was like watching it for the first time because technically it was. And it's just, it's just pedal down. You start with yeah. that amazing sequence where the uh, cops go into the building that Trinity's in. Mm, so good. I was sucked in immediately. The cop tells the agent, like, oh, we're, we're in there. It's no problem. The agent just says, all your men are already dead. Already dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's a great, great opening scene. So Trinity, uh, Carrie Ann Moss, who is incredible in this role, Mm. the agents showing up, Hugo Weaving is the main one, Agent Smith. Elrond. Elrond from Game of Thrones. Um, That's what it is, right? And um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, man, they're going to be so angry when they hear that. (laughs) So I think it's just fun to like whatever the... Oh, just... Whatever audience we have to just try and... Piss them off. Piss make them, them off. Make yeah. them mad, yes. And then more people will watch it because they'll talk shit about it online. Exactly. It, people are going like to be like, you got to listen to all of these episodes. And one time this guy mentioned the wrong high fantasy thing. People hating you makes you money. So you start with the uh, awesome sequence of Trinity and just throws you right in and you're hitting 100 miles per hour straight off the bat. 
you get uh, that iconic shot of, I say, I, I've, I've realized when editing these episodes, I say iconic a lot. And unfortunately, we keep doing these iconic movies, so I can't stop. Iconic shot of uh, Neo asleep next to his computer, as hackers were in 1999. Hmm. Yeah. And the uh, wake up Neo text pops up on his screen, and the movie begins. Good movie. He's got to print out his hacks real quick onto a floppy disk. Yeah, I got a good hack here. You want it? So Keanu is just like a guy who works at a software company. Um, his name Thomas Anderson, uh, but his online handle is Neo. It is funny to see a software company in the early '90s where everyone's like all professional and stuff, and now like good luck getting your programmers to look like that. Like, so one fun thing to think about is, you know, office culture stuff. This movie came out the same year as Office Space. Mm, really? So like, a no real- way. Oh. Real big year for all our jobs suck and nothing's I real. Office space was older. Yeah. I thought that was like the early 90s office space. I, I thought That's it was even like late 80s. Or I thought it was like 89. Uh, office space, February 19th, 1999. Wow. The first Matrix, March 31st. So they came out barely a month away from each other. Wow. That's kind of mind That's weird to think about. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. So two very different... Um, takes on as blur would say how modern life is rubbish in the 90s they kind of have like a very similar message not super yeah, like absolutely. pretty simple like <laughs> robots everyone's monotonous oh, like it's just kind of like uh it, like that's um, an interesting they they kill a machine they kill in a machine office space it, it, it's just because like, like the whole agent smith replicating and taking people over like that just feels like a classic take on like everyone's robots everyone's conforming yeah. i feel like that was a big part of office space yeah. as well like it's yeah. It's an interesting... Uh, yeah, an anti-conformity kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so he's looking for Morpheus. He finds Morpheus because Trinity gets in there and gets all close to his ear in a fun club where they're playing Dragula, right? Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> I remember liking that song, and I was like, why do I like the sound of this song? That's that weird. Song, that song slaps. That song <laughs> slaps, slam. it slaps, I guess. He's like the second or third most talented person to make a Halloween franchise movie, but... Shout out oh, Rob Zombie. Song. Oh, it was Rob Zombie. It was yeah. Rob Zombie. Oh. But he definitely wrote the best song about the grandpa's car from the Munsters. <laughs> okay. What song is that? Dragula. Oh, that's the name of the... That's the name of Grandpa Munster's car from the oh, Munsters. He would do that. Yeah. But the funny thing is, in the video, he's actually in the family car. He's not in the Dragula in the video for the song Dragula. He probably fought with his producers so much, and they were like, this is way better. Dragula, the car, really just seats one person, so you can't. You know, you can't slam in the back of the Dragula. There's no back. Oh, that's true. There's a trunk. You slam on top. You gotta slam on the whole length of the Dragula, and that wouldn't have fit in the song. Someone should have talked to him about oh that. Oh my god, this is gonna that. be seven hours long. This <laughs> this one was my fault. This one was my fault. Just I'm don't, sorry. Don't edit I keep it. trying to pull just it back zero, here. Zero oh, editing in this episode. I think you, they were playing Dragula, and you guys know ten cool things about <laughs> Dragula. <laughs> Hell yeah. So this was obviously one of the standout things that culture is pulled from the Matrix. Obviously, the whole idea of just reality isn't real is a huge thing Mm -hmm. but the um red pill thing is huge and not always super popular with the right people we we should probably acknowledge or ignore i don't know 
But um, I'm so lost in the whole Discord. I don't even remember like which pill is which anymore. Yeah. Where they're like, you're a a red pill. Like, is it the the red pill is the yes. one you go back to sleep? The blue pill. No, red's the one where you wake up. You wake up. Okay. So the um, you know, arch conservatives who don't understand metaphors that uh, use Twitter are always talking about being red pilled. Gotcha. Which the concept is hilarious, right? Because it's you're conforming, but choose between these two things. I feel like. You, you're still conforming. You could just reject the both options entirely. Yeah, you, he could have. Yeah. So um, that's when I forget which one of these, you know, dickheads was talking about like taking the red pill, and then um, Ivanka Trump was like already taken, and then Lana Wachowski replied, "Fuck both of you." <laughs> so <laughs> I love when people are just direct like that. Like you don't need to get into a whole yes. thing. You know, like you don't need to like start a whole conversation. Just, no. Fuck you. One one thing I'm curious to see is that a lot of so the reviews have already started coming out about resurrections and, and we'll get to this in the end, but just real quick, a lot of people are like, oh, it's like they're doing so much like philosophical mumbo jumbo and oh stuff. Oh my god. And it's like, <laughs> oh, yes. And it's like, well, because the last time the Wachowskis did this shit, you guys didn't understand their metaphors. So they're just gonna tell you now. <laughs> Here you go, dum dums. Imagining that we're gonna keep going philosophical with it. I'm assuming Neo's coming back because Keanu Reeves is in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm, or else I'm, I'm leaving the theater. Me I'm too. wondering if we're going to see the next generation of Neo because he implied we've seen like six so far. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming we get to see a whole generation of Zion. And I'm wondering what Zion looks like now that they didn't get wiped out in between. You know, I wonder if it's like God like figures. a real world now. Mm. Like it looks like oh. the Matrix, but in real life. Well, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of possibility there, especially with like the way like there was sun above the clouds. So like the humans and robots could theoretically work together yeah. to provide more power. So you're just going to co- copy and cut this to the end when we talk about mm-hmm. the, the end of it. <laughs> he's, he's trying to say, so he takes the red pill and um, <laughs> Morpheus brings him into the next room over. And <laughs> I brought it there. Yeah, we're trying and he goes through and he, he the, the thing where he like touches the mirror and then the mirror starts spreading across his body. Mm. Um, Which is great. So many great visuals. Yeah. So. This sequence I was like scared of when I was a kid. I think this was really indelible mm. on anyone's mind. The first time you see to this point, Keanu Reeves is, you know, his normal late nineties, full head of hair. Then you see him waking up in the real world after taking the red pill and, um, he's just like very hairless in a vat before that too, was like when the agents come and put the, um, Oh yeah. That, bug that in. freaked me out too. The, bu- the bug that they that, put in his belly that button. Weird. That whole sequence was like almost very like a little like horror movie kind of yeah, like, yeah, it's like body horror condensed in there. In there. Mm. Yeah. This is uh, this is all straight, you know, for just straight up shit like that. It's, uh, it's so cool though. Um, and it's just so visually inventive that he, you see him wake up and he looks out of his pod and realizes he's in like a battery farm mm. and then he gets flushed and he goes down something that even as a kid, I was like, well, this is scary, but I, it does look like a fun water slide. It did, it it did, did look, look like a fun, fun water yeah. slide. Yeah. Gross, but I don't know, I'm sure he was scared at the time, the character, but I bet uh, Keanu filming it was like, hell yeah, more water slide. Well, yeah. like, can, can you actually swim if you've only been swimming in programs? Does that, does that transfer oh, from you have to up in a vat of water? Like, no, he looked so. like he was drowning. Well, his muscles like, yeah. haven't been They have to build ever. his muscles. Yeah, yeah. So just like, 
I so know the, what I'm. It's like the worst. You probably have like no imagine. like. You're probably a like slug. depth perception. Like everything's probably all fucked up. You're probably like. A it's, uh, it's the first time you're using your eyes. Like that was such a cool line. Like right yes. after he woke up, he's like, yeah. why, "Why does everything? Why is everything blurry? Something yeah. like that." Yeah. Because you never use Yes. I think the funniest thing about the whole like pod structure and it making power and like my first thought was if we had the technology to do that, not only would people willingly sign up to do this to live in a virtual world and like get money sent somewhere else but like it would just be it wouldn't even be people would pay money to go into the pods to live in the virtual world like mm. oh, it's yeah. kind of funny absolutely they would i mean we all buy lots of video games we do so. we do and i mean we've been purchasing vr more and more so like if they were like hey fully immersive get in the vr pod eh, I mean. oh I'm, i'll get in right now <laughs> i just watched all three of the matrix and i'm like oh like, is this, the, is, is this yeah. the worst reality? Because the world does kind of suck. Like, I have work on Monday, and if I go on the pod, well, I might still have work on Monday again, actually, if I'm in the Matrix. Yeah. So uh, you, I'll just stay in real life. If you cut a deal, you're eating sloppy sloppy <laughs> steaks. Sloppy and steaks. Oh, I was like, where's this going? <laughs> slap a bad deal. Eating um, sloppy steaks and hooking up with the, already in the, the lady in the red dress. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll... Right, yeah, that's what Cypher thinks. Hit me up, yeah, Joe, Joey Pants. Um, so as the Nebuchadnezzar, which is Morpheus's ship, there's that great shot from below as the big claws pulling Neo out of the water and he's just getting like raced up into the bottom of the ship. And then, yeah, there's that really cool, I don't even, it's not really montage, but a few scenes of him, like it makes sense. It's a very long, not even necessarily recovery time because he's not getting back to anything, but just they have to build his body to be like an adult body. Mm -hmm. You meet all the people on the crew. You got Tank. You got Cypher. There's a uh, mouse is there. He's as advertised. Good old mouse. Morpheus, Trinity. Every oh, The whole crew's here. Other people, too. Mm -hmm. Tank's brother. Dozer. 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 Dozer and Tank. So so Nebuchadnezzar is, uh, you know, Nebuchadnezzar the second or whatever. Uh, an ancient king who has a dream he can't remember but keeps searching for an answer, just like, you know, Neo. Oh, okay. um, that's from The Matrix and Philosophy. So that might just be the Matrix's and the people who made its interpretation of Nebuchadnezzar. He's so the, grain of salt. He's the one that calls David from the Bible to uh, not it's David, not Daniel. Here, so Daniel maybe. from the Bible to interpret his dreams. Yes, and then he like he sends them to the lion's den. Blah blah blah. blah. That's the the whole like in the lion's den story, which is interesting. Oh, fun. oh yeah. Okay. I thought it was a biblical name. I was like, I feel like I've heard this multiple times. That's what I, I started to think. Where do I know Nebuchadnezzar from? I'm glad you brought that up because that's definitely where I actually know it from. So. So we meet Dozer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then they all die. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait, when do they die? The that's right after that, right? Not right after you meet them. There's a the whole movie stuff. in between. So I, so I would really like to talk about. The Did most famous training sequence in yes, yes, you know, so any movie that's come yes. out during our lifetime. Same. Um, which is where um, Neo I don't know if I'd is, call it training. They just kind of plug him in and I'm just kidding. I'm fucking with you. Go ahead. So Neo gets taken into the Matrix by Morpheus. Come to find out because people gather to watch that. On your first time, you normally don't go through this process. But there's the jumping off the building stuff. There's the dojo stuff. Oh, I know Kung Fu. And... Um, you know, this is so cool. It is. I'm glad it you is. said that because I was just about to say, like, you know, when uh, Trinity needs to learn how to fly a helicopter, they're just like helicopter program. And just, 
you have a helicopter and it's like, Neo, I want to learn Kung Fu. Looks like you're going to do it the old school way in this fucking dojo with me. But no, they downloaded yeah. it. They were just doing yeah. like an exhibition kind of thing. Because yeah. he had to like push past that. Like actually use normal it. like wall yeah. that people would have. Yeah, because the training he's going through isn't like, so yes, we all know that you know Kung Fu, Neo, but. <laughs> we all know Kung Fu. <laughs> yeah, but can you go faster than Morpheus? And that's that's what the thing is. And he gets kind of close. He almost gets there, but he doesn't quite get there. And that's important because he doesn't quite break through because we haven't said this yet. Morpheus thinks that Neo is the one. There is a prophecy from a character called the Oracle that Neo is brought to shortly after this um, that has said that the one is going to come and free them from the machine's tyranny and all this stuff and lead humans to salvation. But yeah, so this training sequence is awesome. I mean, it's just so cool. It is very cool. The Morpheus Neo fight is hashtag iconic, mm. and I like it. That I definitely have seen before a few times. Oh, yeah. And oh, was yeah, like, this absolutely. is cool. I should that's watch the this pull movie. Out. That's and then the, I never watched it. <laughs> that's why kids on the playground everywhere were just like doing that to each other. Mm. I still do that. Yeah. And uh, just for, for the listeners at home, you're just like the kind of come here or like, you know, come at me, hand signal. That's what losers do. I just wear the big leather trench coat instead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like a Duster. cool person. <laughs> Hell yeah. So for as high and, you know, philosophically minded as these movies are, they still have some of the most killer kick-ass fight scenes <laughs> in uh, the history of blockbuster films. Which was like groundbreaking for the time. Yeah, absolutely. This isn't, that. you know, this isn't what action movies looked like, certainly, before this. Oh, I did. Um, I did have a comment actually about yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that fight scene too when they were fighting because I think you pointed this out, Robbie, when they were watching it on this. It was like this. <laughs> oh, like the shittiest screen ever. <laughs> shittiest screen that was like black and white, and it was like three frames per second. It was yeah. all blurred, and they're all like hovered around, like, "Oh my Whoa. god, yeah. so cool!" Get <laughs> Which, in I mean, from our perspective, was really cool, but from their perspective, must have looked like garbage yeah it's it's really interesting that they do this kind of retro futurist thing except normally that's sort of like a mid-century modern in the space age look at you know retro futurism but instead it's just like i guess this is the technology that survived like cold war era computers <laughs> you i think a big part part of the movie is everything they're using you have to look at is wasn't built with the purpose of humans in mind it was all built for machines. Mm. Machines well, what about the don't ship? need. They have this like super hyper technical ship, and the screen looks like shit. The screen is probably like something they just rigged together because a robot doesn't really have a need for a screen. They're gonna plug in and they're gonna read well, all they the schematics. They don't have a, a need for a, a right. ship. They probably didn't have a ship, but they probably took a robot that was designed to travel in yeah, those tunnels sense. and make repairs. And then that's why they don't have weapons. They have an EMP, which is probably used to like take out a rogue hard Bad drive robot, or something. Yeah. I don't, a bug. But like they're, everything they have isn't really like, I don't know how they built the, the guns. That's a mystery. Yeah. Oh yeah, those like laser guns. or Maybe it was just like also some kind of defense mechanism that the robots had. Like the yeah. the police robots to take out another thing. They might just like, they for might, like welding or something. Or right, they could, know. they could just have like a weapons factory they make with the express purpose of the humans needing something because the robots don't use weapons. They just rip everything apart mm -hmm. and they use the drill. So again, as part of their like the humans need something. If they couldn't get weapons, they'd probably just give up. So you gotta I don't know. It's just an interesting like way to look at their world because yeah. there's no human factories anymore. Yeah. It's weird after you know 
that it's all sort of part of the plan. It's like I have a, such a different view of looking at everything. Like maybe that's just the way that the, the robots wanted it and they gave them what they needed. And Yep, like the humans think they stumbled on an old abandoned like last outpost that happens to have their last stockpile of, of ammo that yeah. the robots like just quietly <laughs> refill <laughs> every time they have a big war. <laughs> I thought we are out of these. Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Pretty much, yeah. So um, one thing that... I had kind of forgotten because I guess I hadn't watched the, the even the first Matrix in a while is that you get this iconic scene where he goes hashtag iconic scene where he goes and talks to the Oracle and then they don't leave the Matrix again that then you get into like the final confrontation of the movie and stuff from there. Mm. That movie is this so the long, bench man. one? It's crazy. The bench conversation? Bench is the... reloaded. Oh, damn. Wait. This is the one that he goes to the, with the kids and the spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the spoon yeah. one. There's like a waiting room with a no bunch spoon. of like creepy kids. Yep. And the bald creepy kid tells him that there there is no spoon. And yeah, that kid and he like saved the movie, or saved Neo. Yeah. It, Neo <laughs> couldn't do shit without that kid. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So the Oracle tells him he's not the one, and uh, sends him on his way. The the there is no spoon thing. I know everybody jokes about it, and it's. I, I find it funny because I cannot figure out what the philosophy, like I understand it's, you know, we're in a program, you have to think that it doesn't exist, but everything in the movie has such a deep meaning. And I feel like I there's nothing there except for like, it doesn't actually exist as a computer program. And it's, I don't know. I think, I, no, I know no, the whole I think it made a lot yeah. of kids stare at spoons really hard. <laughs> it did. It did. I, it did. I, tried I absolutely tried to do I've that. I've tried to do that, yeah. not because of that percent. movie. Well, before but, you, that, <laughs> as soon as you saw a cadaver. I, I was, was going to say, I tried to do it because of, well, it was Alakazam for me. He had uh, more spoons. He doesn't. Um, I think the whole point of it was for the, not that the, the spoon doesn't exist or whatever. Like, I think that was even less of it. It was more of like, you what you think happens will happen and the spoon was just there as like a, an example of that you know what i mean just that you have control over yeah it. like all right if you th- what you think will happen because it's not it's not actually there so like you're the one that's producing that like your thought is coming to fruition is like the purpose of the spoon whereas like the spoon it doesn't even matter if there is a spoon because whatever you're thinking is going to happen but there's something like visually there to like conceptualize. So it makes it a little easier to bend the spoon or like to do something and bring it into real life, which is the matrix. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That <laughs> maybe. So, um, or they just thought, yeah, I cool. think it's that. And then like <laughs> pra- practically in the movie, it's, you know, you need to start, Neo needs to start believing that he, he has control over the things in this world in a literal sense hmm. that he can bend the objects in yeah. space and time in this world to his, uh, I guess not time so much to his, uh, well, why, why did she tell him that he wasn't the one she needed to, to get him to kind of rebel, I guess. You can't, you can't think you're the one. You can't think you're the one. So, to, <laughs> like, he was he was breaking from the mold of, like, well, I'm not supposed to be able to do this, but fuck it, I'm going to go save these people anyway. Okay. And, like, I don't know. It's the classic, like, you tell them they can't do it, so they can do it. Do you know what I'm saying? If I yeah, was like, hey, the, no. It's the same thing at the end of Reloaded, not to get ahead of us, but essentially it it's fostering within Neo – she needs him to choose not to reset the matrix because she wants it to be different this time. Yeah. So he's given the choice to go save Trinity or to reset the matrix. The previous five reset the matrix. Yeah. But they didn't have a Trinity. 
So he chooses to go save Trinity, being told that it means that every human's going to die. <laughs> what does that have to do with her not telling him that? So he needs to be looking at things in their face and saying, fuck it, I'm going to go do this anyway. So you think if he knew that he was the one, it would have changed how he... The I decision. think that's so, how she plays it. If you know you're the one, you're going to walk up into that fight and you're going to be like, I've won already. When Agent Smith is his counterpart, Agent Smith is the anti-one. Yeah. So sure, he can go, I'm the one and walk up and, and murder 99.9% of the Matrix, no problem. Even with that cocky attitude, Agent Smith is the only person that could actually take him out. So it's like why when a, a general would have his, his troops cross a bridge and burn it behind him. Like there's no option. You have to fight to the death. So Neo going into the fight, knowing he's going to die, means he has no reservations. There's oh, no reason okay. not to do absolutely anything and anything, everything, because you're going to die anyway. Yeah. So if there's no other option, like you already know that's what the outcome is, you fight. He's not going to be able to get to the level that he needs to get to without thinking that he has nothing to lose? Without thinking he has nothing to lose. He has okay. to give it all. Because giving it at all is what made him the one. Okay. The one is the person that will sacrifice themselves for blah, 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 blah. Because you naturally want to survive. Like the, in the back of your head, even if you don't think about it, like you're trying to stay alive. But at that point, he was just like, I'm going to die either way, so I might as well go out swinging. Yeah. Yeah. And then like on the flip side where I was going with the cockiness, if you go into every fight knowing you're the one, somebody's just going to murder you because you, you have to like get to that point. You can't just like wake up as the champion, even if you're going to be the champion. Yeah. So if an, uh, the second an Oracle tells you you're going to do something, you're going to stop working towards that goal. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Like even if you were on the path to get there. Now you're not going to be on the path because yeah, why would you work towards that. something you've already achieved because the Oracle told you you're going to? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's pretty important that she doesn't tell him what to do. Mm -hmm. She says, you know, you're not the one. Sorry, kid. Yeah. So. And then he says something like, so Morpheus is going to die for nothing. And she's like, yep. Yeah. Well, you get a choice. You get you a can, choice. It's, it's you or Morpheus. You're on your own, kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Good movie. So just to like move it along because this is movie one and three. Um, it's it's the best one though. It is so the I feel best. Like, not three covered in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, um, the second two, I feel like we're not even going to have that much to say about I think we're going to have a lot to say about them. Oh, um, I have a lot to say. They put too much in the first NFTs. one, is my yeah, opinion. The, they blew their load. Did they even know they were going to make <laughs> two and three when they made the first one? I don't know. I mean, they, they're very different movies. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Was it presented as a trilogy? Not not when the first one came out. The the second two don't come out for four years. So yeah, I wasn't sure if like when they wrote it, they had the other two in mind. I don't think so, but probably not. Weird too, because they did like the it was a six month release and they filmed them both at the same time. Well, that's so that's the that's the thing, right? Because the actor that plays the Oracle dies in between two and three. That's why they changed. That's why. They so changed. so there must have been some time in between, right? I suppose so. Yes. <laughs> they recast it apart. Like, yes. R.I.P. I thought yes. she was asking for too much money. <laughs> I thought it was just part of the movie. But no, no, yeah, they integrated well. Yeah, yeah they, they yeah, did a yeah, great yeah, job. Yeah. It, it is it is notable that like shouldn't more people have that happen to them then. Yeah. But whatever. Um, it doesn't super matter. So, um, but anyway, in the Matrix 1999. So right after that is them, you know, going through the city and trying to escape. And then they're 
going down that kind of crawl space oh, between scene. the walls. Yes. Which was a real thing, apparently. Oh. That was like a real... No, I know what you're talking about, yeah. So cool. Sick. That, that whole oh, giant wall nice. that they... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there's like a SWAT team in there, but it's also agents or whatever. Becomes agents. It becomes agents. Mm-hmm. And Morphia, Neo's trying to tell Morpheus, like, I'm not the one. Don't do this. And Morpheus is like, get him out of here. And he does that awesome thing that Lawrence Fishburne does where he like busts through the wall <laughs> and like body slams the guy. So sick. That was sick. Was yeah. Cool. Love that. Anytime you can bust through a wall on it, bro, that's like going to be, there's going to be a power move. Even if you know, like I, I'm purposely losing this fight, but this is going to buy time at least because they're going to be like, I'm not going to cuff him. You like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> no, I'm going home. Then they agent out and they're like, Oh, Morpheus. So, uh, yeah, you know, so, so they escape, right? Everyone, but Morpheus escapes. Yes. They make it to the, the room with the phone. Yep. And that's yes. when, uh, what's his name? Shoots a tank and dozer. Yes. And he, the blonde lady with the short hair and the other guy who we forgot his name. <laughs> they both, Wait, dozer the, isn't there? No, tank no, 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 no. Back on, back on the ship. He, they get shot back, by back Cypher. Out of the Matrix. Cypher, Cypher's taken out first. No, Cypher is the one doing the taking out. Oh, we're tanking Dozer. No, no, no. Who was in the second? In the second one, that was the guy from Lost. <laughs> oh, and he was related <laughs> he, to he, Dozer. He was the white. He was the husband, husband of, of a Dozer's sister. Sisters. Yeah, Dozer and Tank's <laughs> sister. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, but it was. I want to say Michael. But on Tank Lost? and Dozer were both. I for some reason I thought one of them was Dozer, like in the second oh, one, and no, one no. was Tank in the first one. But it's no, Tank community. and Dozer were both. The, what, what was that guy's name? In the second Dozer? one, Dozer or Tank? The other one, Schmozer. The not, other one, not, not Dozer or Tank. We're on guy. Matrix 1999. Okay, well, the guy in the second, just what was his, his name? Was like Chips or something? <laughs> Definitely was not Chips, but okay. Bites with a Y. That whole time I was trying to think of like another big like construction vehicle. Yeah. I can't think of anything. Backhoe, cat, caterpillar. I have to know. Continue. I'm sorry. Okay. No. So figure it out in time for Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Yeah, the first movie's Cypher. done. Cypher comes out of the Matrix first. You can't see yeah, this, yeah, but I'm yeah. using a lot of... So, yeah. Here. So, Cypher shoots Tank and Dozer, and Tank's the one that's on, like, comms, that's, yeah, like, telling them, you know, he's Mr. Wizard, getting the phone calls out there. Yep. And Cypher takes him out, takes out Dozer, and then is giving his little little monologue. He kills the guy who we can't remember his name. The other guy. And then he's dead, and then it's the other lady. Not like this. Gidget. For some reason, so stuck in my mind is this line reading that this lady whose character we can't remember and refuse to look up is says, after the first guy dies and she's holding like his chest and kind of looking up at Trinity and she knows that she's about to die and she says, not like this. What, what are Not the most, like this. One of the most memorable lines in the yeah. whole movie. And, and I, I, don't I don't know, know why. why. I also don't know why. I don't know why, but it is stuck in my mind, that exact shot, mm-hmm. the look she gives, her line reading. Everything. Everything. Incredible. Yeah. But then... Switch. She was Switch. Switch. Ah, switch. Okay. You get Switch dying here, and then he tells Trinity to like look in his big baby eyes or whatever. It says something like that. But Tank didn't die, and he pops up <laughs> as Cypher's talking about sloppy steaks, and he puts a hole right through him. 
R.I.P. Joey Pants. Well, we have the whole, we have maybe the most iconic section of the movie, the the lobby shootout. Mm. Oh, yes. Yep. With lobby the, shootout. Oh, you know. This okay, they put like on the long pillars. leather jackets oh, and sunglasses. Oh, that's in the first one. Okay, okay. Yeah. You might remember these from the poster. They do the Matrix thing. They do the Matrix thing. You know, they everybody do doesn't have to look at me. They know what I'm talking about. We're not there yet. The first. Matrix thing. First, they have two luggage bags yeah. full of guns. Yes. Best, put best scene in the movie. Sick. Best scene in the movie. Sick. They drop them on the x-ray machine. And it's going through, and the guy's like, oh, no. Oh, no, that guns. Looks like guns. <laughs> and then oh, they no, pull out what, a shotgun. Yeah, and they blast him away. Blast him into outer space. <laughs> yeah. And then just chaos breaks And the out. music starts getting awesome. It and then awesome. they run in slow motion behind pillars. Uh, I'm going to toss this out there. If I die before you guys... Um, which is highly likely. How's this going to I, I, At my funeral, I, I want you to project this scene. Oh, okay. But Photoshop my face onto him. Okay. <laughs> the guard who dies? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Keanu, this is how Corey Keanu. died. <laughs> God damn Keanu it. Keanu Reeves blasted you, him away. You guys are going to fuck up my funeral. Just just don't even don't even have one. He, wa- he said he wanted this. All right, guys, I forget exactly what he said, so just put his face on every character in this scene. <laughs> that is acceptable. I sign off on this legally. You got it, baby. He said bury him in a big leather jacket. <laughs> he said he wanted sunglasses on? Do you want to, do you want Actually, to be buried yes. in the Matrix outfit? With a uh, leather yeah, duster that would be and black sunglasses? Make sure you take a picture first. So this scene's awesome. They're running up the walls. There's slow motion. The explosions and the debris flying through the air in slow motion. So cool. It's probably That's the fantastic. coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, they basically yeah. take down a whole SWAT unit, essentially, out there. And it's uh, it's dope as hell. Neo and Trinity and full the, badass the taste mode. of John Wick. It's so fantastic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, really, what seriously. What is... Something happens that's like really awesome towards the end of that battle scene. And I can't remember what it was about like reloading <laughs> a shotgun. Do you remember a cartwheel with no hands and shoots guards with two guns? Yes, yeah. by the pillar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's going behind the pillars. From one to the oh man, does he do a thing where great. he like picks up a gun that's on the ground and shoots yeah. it? With that's, a that's what I was thinking yeah. of. Mid cartwheel, so cool. he picks up a gun yeah. and then shoots like, oh, who knew fantastic. cartwheels were badass? They yeah. weren't until that moment when you pick up a fucking gun mid cartwheel and shoot two guards. Anything's mm-hmm. badass. So it's the yeah. gun that the key yep. there. Yeah. Oh man, I've and, been doing cartwheels wrong. Of all <laughs> beings. No. no, no, no. Cartwheels a big. It's a big part of it. Every party part I go it. to, I go look at this cartwheel, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's cool. Nope. So then they go to the roof. Then it's the end of the movie. No. <laughs> they, then they go to the roof. There's a helicopter there, but first he yes. fights one of the agents. He being Neo fights one of the agents and he moves like they move. He does his, um, you know, time lapse photography body movements to get out of the way of most of the bullets. He still gets nicked with one. And then uh, the guy walks over to him and he's like, I hate you. You're dumb. Or I forget what he says. I don't have it in front of me. And then uh, Trinity says, dodge this. Shoots him in the head. Another great great line. Carrie Ann Moss said she didn't realize when she was saying that 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 was going to be the thing that people like say to her on the streets. Dodge this. But it's, uh, which is probably a little disconcerting. (laughs) Did they pull a gun on her? You realize I said that before I shot someone, right? Please stop. (laughs) They're just pulling guns on her. But yeah, I would say that's like the most iconic Trinity line probably because it's, at least it's the punchiest and easiest to just say. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, um, then she downloads how to be helicopter, and then they I watch that so much more. Yeah, <laughs> Grandma Neo. <laughs> 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 she, 
It's the Matrix. Anything's possible. the crazy copter. <laughs> yep. Here comes the helicopter. So Trinity flies the helicopter down. He's on like a Gatling gun. Yep. And uh, they just shoot at during the the melee downstairs. I guess the uh, the 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 fire alarm went off, and there's at least a half foot of standing water on the floor of the room that Morpheus is in. Yep. They should have held him in an interior room. I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But basement, maybe basement. Yeah, anything with two doors, right? Um, and as all this fighting's happening, as they're upstairs, whatever. There's that hashtag iconic speech from Agent Smith to Morpheus as Lawrence Fishburne's just kind of like blinking in his eyes and like rolling his eyes back in his head a lot. I thought he did really good in that scene. He's great. Uh, yeah. And Agent Smith tells him he stinks. It's the stink. Yeah. I can taste it. I don't think there's soap in the the community of uh, Zion. Hmm. It doesn't seem to be. They don't yeah. need soap. does not seem to be. Mm-hmm. And Agent Smith tells him, I just want to leave. You give me... Give me what I want so I can leave. I hate it here and I want to go away. Just wants to go home. And Morpheus is like, same, bro. Like, can you just let me out? Yeah. So um, he's like, I fucking hate humans. Now let me out so I can go be with humans. It's like, what do you want, man? You don't like anything. Yeah, he doesn't like anything. Does not like anything. Same. So then, then we get closer to the end of the movie. Morpheus jumps out the window but gets kind of like nicked on his kind of healed by a bullet as he's jumping. So Neo has to jump with him out of there. Then they, they reenact that scene from a Muppet Christmas Carol where Gonzo and Rizzo are hanging, <laughs> yes. uh, hanging on again. Scrooge's string. We're so close to not having this. the Muppets I've, come up. And <laughs> yeah, brought it in. I've heard that the Matrix was deeply influenced by the Muppets. So just that this one scene. Yeah. This, I will uh, say this one scene. Yeah, it's hard this not one to. Scene, it's hard not to just. Yeah, to make that. It's hard to deny that this is a one-to-one Guys, recreation. One request. <laughs> one request. No Muppets. And we're talking about the fucking Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make a sign something. I apologize for breaking that. There's that great shot after the uh, the helicopters getting taken down of Trinity. You know she has to jump off. Neo holds on to her rope and is like dragged across. Then like anchors his feet, which I remembered incorrectly because I thought he pulled the whole helicopter. Out. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought he was also going to pull the helicopter out. I was yeah. kind of sad he didn't no, after he, didn't. he just, just pulled her up. Pulled up her. So that. Whatever. I, I love this shot. I'll like never forget this shot where Trinity's swinging away from the exploding building with a huge fire behind her. And then she comes and she hits glass in, in between the camera and her. And it actually like cracks in front of the camera lens. It's it's so cool. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he pulls her up. Blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, you are the one. Whoa. What the hell? And uh, then there's a little bit more business. They try and get everyone out. They don't quite get Neo out in time. And Neo's killed by the agents. As they're walking down the hallway, he gets back up because Trinity on the other end, back in the Nebuchadnezzar, tells him that uh, the Oracle said she was going to fall in love with a man that was the one. So you can't be dead because I love you. That makes way more sense. <clears throat> you hear me? I love you. Now get up. <laughs> and he does. He comes back to life because he's, uh, he you know, up. he's cyber Jesus. And... Um, he starts doing his thing where he's, he's starting to believe says Morpheus and he's seeing the world around him as, uh, zeros and ones cascading green. That's how the world digits, around me looks, you know, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're the one. Oh no, I was calling you zeros and ones. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'm at least a two, Robbie. Yeah. One and one zero, <laughs> ten. That's fair. <laughs> 
zero. There you go. He's got yeah. it. He's got it. One zero, one zero, one zero. Zeros and ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They shoot all their bullets at him. He stops the bullets because he's like, fuck bullets. I don't need to even dodge bullets anymore. I'm beyond dodging. The bullets I'm aren't real. I'm still upset he yes. didn't throw the bullets back at them. that. I, I was waiting. Really I was like, oh, he's going to go yeah. back, he's back. I knew he Because he could. He could have. But he's just like, Boop. No, I love that. Um, and it's, it's worth mentioning the subway fight happens before he runs up into that building. Just saying. Yes. Oh yeah, that does happen because he's trying to buy Trinity time. Whatever. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's pro- probably important to note that he does also kill Agent Smith at the end. Mm. That has uh, consequences for the rest of the well, movie. Oh, he does. He gets <laughs> inside of Agent Smith. Yeah, he gets inside if, Agent Smith. If you know what I mean? And makes some glow light out his face, and when he bursts through, that's the first through. one. That's the end of the first one. That's why Agent yeah, Smith yeah. is rogue. And it's also the end of the, the rest of the series. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's the end of the movie, right? Um, that's almost the end of the movie. Then you get the scene that's just very cool of the echo of the opening where you hear the voice and you see the text on the screen. Except it's Neo talking now, and it seems like he's mad dogging the machines basically. Mm-hmm. And um, then he flies into the air and rage against the machine starts playing and everyone jumps out of the car and starts fist pumping and just pogoing. All right. So that's the matrix 1999. What else were we going to talk about? Uh, So they ended the first with that. And I remember that ending. I remember being so pumped for the next. Oh, and I remember being so pumped for the next two movies. And then they definitely did not pick up on that same note that he. I mean, the yeah, motorcycle. Because no. did the, does the second one start with the big motorcycle blowing up the the booth? Or I didn't even know when the first one ended. Apparently, so. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, both yeah, of the yeah, first yeah. two movies yeah, start right. with the Trinity scene. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think I was expecting to see more Neo like doing crazy shit like that, and I feel like he didn't really deliver too too much on that in the second. So you get the Trinity scene to start, and let's let's transition into Reloaded. If you need to take a pause and you know collect your thoughts, maybe go get a snack, hydrate. So is uh, this I'm is this it? Ready. Both Reloaded and Revolutions really just one long unbroken narrative, whereas Reloaded picks up, I think it's what, six months after the end of the matrix, something like that. Cause they say like, Oh, we've, we've unplugged, we've like gotten more people out of the matrix in the last six months than we have in the last six years or something like that. Yes. It's yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so, which makes sense with the timing when they're talking about the robots, like, Oh, we let them build up. It's okay. They start to get exponential. And if they're at that point in six months, then six months from there, you yeah. know, you only need about like from that point, you probably only need another two years before you've woken everyone up from the matrix. Well, it's yeah, it, it is. It's yeah. You're paying it forward, right? Like if, you know, <laughs> if these three crews of people can take out 30 people the a day. The matrix was the first MLM. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If you wake up three people, then they wake up three people. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, no, yeah. but honestly, in, in yeah, like three cycle, worse. everyone's awake. <laughs> yeah. So. It starts, and and one of the things I want to key in on with the sequels is that this starts, you get that cool Trinity sequence. It turns out it's sort of like a dream sequence from Neo because Trinity dies at the end of it. And then he gets to Zion. We see them in Zion, and it is immediately so much less cool than The Matrix. (laughs) Everyone is lame and kind of weirdly arch and sort of like, Kind of like eat gross stuff. Yeah, there's like there's like a kid who is like in his 30s, but he's like everyone calls him the kid, and he's just like, "Hey, hey, Mister, I want to be a I want to be a Matrix fighter," <laughs> and they're like, "You're too young, kid. 
come back later and you're like, what the fuck? This isn't the energy that was in the first movie at all. They were wearing sunglasses and dusters. <laughs> and now everyone's wearing like robes and holding candles. It's a really weird, like, I, I, cause, and I've said this so many times, but my big thing is the world they've created is not better than the matrix. Like at all. It's in no way better than the matrix. Well, and, yeah. well they I think they know that in an office. <sighs> oh my god i just <laughs> i like, think i think they I, know that no, but so it's is real there, is there orgies yeah it's real it's real <laughs> i think they value that so so there's morpheus and his crew and then you have um jada pickett smith and her crew or she's niobe and then there's another guy who's reluctantly kind of helpful in his crew and those are basically the three ship captains we care about mm-hmm. then there's all the military people and then there's a few hundred people who just hang out and fuck. <laughs> and that's and that's Zion for you. That'd to be, be fair, that should really be their job. Yeah. We have to oh, repopulate. Oh, right, yeah. You know, we do yeah. really need about, oh. more. we probably need like 10,000 people. No, that's just a job. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, all right, that yeah. makes more sense. So the thing that people key in on, on Reloaded is that it takes them a while to get back into sunglasses, dusters, we're in the Matrix okay. doing like cool kung fu. Like no one cares it about It doesn't even politics, seem like so. they have right. hookups in Zion. Like no, how do you doesn't. even get into the, the Matrix? You have rock everywhere. This is like an Aztec yeah. civilization. Pretty much, yeah. So there's this scene where there's, it's like a tribal ceremony. Morpheus, who was the coolest motherfucker in the Matrix is- yeah. So he's he's like their pastor, you know? Like he knows the military prophet. leader. Oh, he's, he's trying the, to move the people. This happens within the first 20 minutes of the movie, and you're just like, this is not, this is a sequel to a different movie. I thought <laughs> you we were you ended the last one with yeah. flying, and now this guy's preaching to me. When he said you have no idea, like, you know, you don't know how far down the rabbit hole goes. It's like, it goes to this. You thought it was going to be cool. Good opportunity and for now like, you're in a, cult. a movie in between the first and the second one about what happens there and what that's about. Like there's a whole side movie that could be made there or know, a TV yeah. show. Yeah. I haven't watched the Animatrix. Netflix, go for it. Oh yeah. The Animatrix oh. is supposed to be some of that, right? I think there's um, between the Matrix and the Matrix Reloaded. In 2001, there's the Matrix Revisited, which is a documentary. And then the Animatrix is a direct-to-video anthology thing. Oh, the name was stupid, wrote. so I never watched it. No, yeah, well, there you go. It's really dumb. It's a real bad name. A real bad name. I've heard well, it's, it's very an, good, I though. Oh. Right? No, I, I know. <laughs> that's, but all, like, that's right down my alley. So the crowd's so hyped up by this Morpheus speech yes. that Morpheus is like, all right, drop the beat. <laughs> There's um, a real sweaty dance party that happens. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this cave ceremony turns into a cave rave. Yep. And, um, cave rave. Which turns cave into... Rave. Cave often rave. referred to as that like 15 minute long sequence that's like an orgy in The Matrix Reloaded. Mm. And it's yeah. not quite 15 yeah. minutes long. It's not quite an orgy. There's just mm. like people that have see-through shirts that are kind of rubbing up against each other real hard. Uh, I mean, well, when there's... It's because of the rating. Well, well, there's that, only a couple thousand energy. real humans left. What need do you have for modesty exactly yeah yeah and it's while that's happening there is very real sex happening between neo and trinity which is like yeah, super really, hot really hot like yeah, i like how the, the end too, sex that's it, in a yeah, movie it, it yeah. just shows <laughs> borderline porn it's them I mean, like it really does, it's them though. like spooning with each other at the end of it but yeah. <laughs> but it's from neo's perspective yeah it's just neo's ass yeah yeah, yeah they show keanu but in this yeah. one this is the one with yeah. keanu but could have gone with trinity but hey yeah, you know what? I'm They're not in even like complaining. some kind of not even Keanu, 
Number one dude. <laughs> I'm yeah, pretty pumped because of all the movies and celebrities we've done, Keanu Reeves is the most likely to actually listen to this fucking thing. Not going to happen. If, most if likely we, of anyone we've talked about, I feel like. I, I don't know. Chevy Chase is pretty needy, so he might listen to the nah, Christmas Vacation episode. I don't want him to listen well, to I it. feel like with Keanu, if any of us ever bump into him in New York, because that happens, he just wanders around and be like, yo, we did a podcast about The Matrix. He'd be like, what is it? I'd love to listen to it. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're actually right. But you'd, you'd have that. to, That's like, cool, man. I don't. I honestly, there's been a lot of stuff about the Matrix. Um, I I don't want to listen to it. I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> he would he would let us down nicely. He would be at the worst. most likely. He would do that at least. It, yeah. he, he would at the very least oh, let cool. us down. I'll check it out. He would at least kind of he would come make his assistant. Like, hey, this is cool. It. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So I think this is a good time to talk a little bit about the Wachowskis because as we're getting into how strange the sequels get, it really tips the hand on how weird their movies are going to get. So after the Matrix series, the next thing they do is they write V for Vendetta. And it's... Um, you had mentioned that. Directed by the assistant director of the Matrix movies, a guy they work with a lot. Um, and they then uncredited do a rewrite on his next movie, which is the Nicole Kidman Invasion movie, the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers that came out a little after that. The only other movies they direct are Speed Racer in 2008, uh-huh. Cloud Atlas in 2012, <laughs> uh-huh. and Jupiter's Ascending in 2015. Uh-huh. Those are the last. Those are the last ones they write and direct together. And then The Matrix Resurrections is just Lana uh, writing, directing, and producing. What happened to her sister? Um, Lily didn't want to be involved. So I guess how do how I don't know. You know, I don't know them personally, but that's kind of maybe, the story. Maybe she didn't. Is have that any it's good not ideas. like. Do, do you know how people refer she, I think to them? She, she said it wasn't like that's a good yeah. Um, she it wasn't like fulfilling to revisit this thing that they already did, is what she said. Do you know or like do they refer to themselves as the Wachowski brothers when they talk about their old work and nope. go by? So just the Wachowskis. They just say the Wachowskis. That's yep. probably the, the most concise way to do it. Yep. Yep. They just it's just the Wachowskis. Um, in in that run of time, they also co-create and show run Sense Eight. Which I think oh. was on Netflix, 2015 uh, yes, to 2018. Yes, yes, I remember seeing ads for that and being like mildly interested, but Same. never enough to click on. Like it. I want to watch mm. it, but it's like uh, you haven't done enough to grab me, and I don't mm. feel like that's my job. Mm. All right, well, was it good? I think putting like from the uh, creators of the Matrix was what they thought was going to grab you oh, on that. That didn't get me at <laughs> all. Not enough. There was okay. too much time Not between those enough. two things. I also I think. haven't I mean, seen maybe. the Matrix at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway. Point Plus, being, Netflix how, wasn't good at that point either. Sure. Sorry. Um, so point being, these sequels point towards how weird they want to get and the kind of weird freaking movies they want to make. Mm. Um, the sequels are definitely made by the same people who made Jupiter Ascending, in other words. So... Um, I haven't seen it. I also uh, all, seen it. The so, only other thing that happens in the second Channing movie. Tatum's a dog man. Mila Kunis is a space princess. Mm, yes. So just like real life? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he can fly with like rocket boots. She is the Matrix. She is a the, a, after the or there's two things you need to know about the second Matrix movie: orgy, albino Rastafarians. Hell yeah, done. <laughs> yeah, my. time to talk about the Frenchmen. Um, they go to see. Oh, the they eventually movie. make oh, their way back orgasm to the cake. So the politics orgasm are not interesting. So we're not going to pay too much attention is to it. The French are different than the Merovingian, or was he is the Merovingian? Same, 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 same name. Okay, yeah, that's easy. Let's go Frenchman. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're Americans. <laughs> we don't pronounce anything. They're Frenchmen. 
Before they get there, there's a scene with the council who was talking to the military leader who wants them to just like get ready for the fight. Morpheus is like, let's get on up. Let's get out there. It's literally like Star Wars episode one vibes where they're talking about like trade embargoes. I'm like, no. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get through this. Just want to mention Cornell West is weirdly on the council. He is on the council. In Zion. Um, Whatever. Good for him. And then Cornell West. Shout out Cornell West. I hope he's listening. And um, there's no way. <laughs> I wouldn't be so yet, sure. No way. Yet. I didn't think he was in the Matrix sequels. So good point. Good point. Maybe he wants to hear about it. He does a great job. He has a few lines. Good job, Cornell West. I hope you're listening. He looks, he looks so young. I also he hope you're listening. So, he looks great in this. He looks great. We were talking about how good Cornell. Keanu looks. We didn't talk enough about Cornell I didn't West. think it was him. I was like, this guy looks yeah, so no. much like him, but he looks Keanu so young. Does not to be fair, I actually had the hair. same thought. He did look super young. He did. He did. What if Keanu is actually Neo in real life? It could be. You ever think about that? And I don't know if you guys knew this, but if you rearrange the letters in Neo, it spells one. (gasps) Whoa. It's almost like there's only three letters and there's only so many things you can spell with it. I asked the internet, they said yes. They a thousand one thing that was like (laughs) that's one. (laughs) So anyway, um, that's the only the amount that I want to talk about the council and, and politics because they say, okay, Morpheus, you get out there. You got to see who else, who else will go. Niobe says she'll go too. My point there is like, you always let that rogue do their one thing because they're the yeah. only one that actually even has a shot here. Like the military just oh, keeping yeah, you guys absolutely. All. I think they have more faith in him than they do in the actual military. Yeah. For him, they're just like, yeah, okay, buddy. You, you know do, what? And yeah, he probably, our defenses. Knew, yeah, he probably you, you knows that too. Robots. He was a smart guy and he's like, yeah. that's making him insecure. He's backed into a corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So- they get on. They get on out there, and then they just go. That's the last time Neo's in Zion. Yeah, fuck Zion. Um, he does go and talk to the Oracle again. Yep. Seraph is introduced, who is uh, the Oracle's like bodyguard. Yep. Oracle tells him like, "Yeah, stuff's getting weird," and then she pieces out, and then she tells him a little bit more about the programs yes. that she's also a program. Yeah. Which is a, it's an interesting little take it's of super like because if she's created by the Matrix why would she and they don't ever fully go into like what are her motives like why does she want humanity to be free was she just so, programmed that way? I'm I'm going to make a comment and I don't know if this is true or not. Oh you're an idiot. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to make it now. No, but I, I had listened to a few things after this, and um, I think someone had mentioned that she's a program based to... So when they first made The Matrix, they made it, like, way too aggressive, right? Yep. The, no, they made it way too good. Oh, okay. Um, okay yeah. I'm sorry. And everyone lost their minds. Basically. And everyone lost their minds. And then they did the exact opposite, where they're completely oppressed, right? They were living in fear wrong. the whole time. No, you just said you were going to be wrong, so I wanted to, I wanted to do that. God damn it. So I think uh, what they had mentioned was that she was a program created to kind of like empathize with humanity mm-hmm. and to like help them. Into, yeah. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah, you are. And to like integrate um, their emotions and their feelings better into, into Part the, of the Matrix to make it. Path. Yes. Right, exactly. They needed hope. That's what Neo's does. Right, exactly. Yes. So she's like the opposite of what the, the architect is, right? They kind of are supposed to... Or they balance out. They're, they're supposed, supposed to, to balance out. Like it's supposed to be like there's a light and a dark because there needs to be balance. Right. Um, not necessarily to oppose each other, but she decides that she wants to break the cycle in this one. And that's why she's giving Neo slightly different information this time around. Okay. And you can kind of get that hint from the rest of the world because 
is it it's again the third one but they introduced the robot the programs that he fell in love and he has a daughter and like yep. so the ro- the programs themselves are evolving it's on the subway platform with beginning of revolutions yeah. you don't like we think of humans as evolving but we don't consider like the rest of the world has always been evolving around us too like dogs are probably significantly more intelligent than they were 26,000 yeah, years ago and we have robots that are going through a similar stage of evolution like it's their time now too so for them to be developing i don't know it's just such an interesting concept of like would ai start to breed its own versions of love and yeah. and ownership and creation and, and all of that like yeah we need to know more about how the human mind works to or yeah. create that kind of ai to find out pretty much yeah it's pretty cool also uh, back to that scene when he's talking to the oracle i just there's something about them sitting on this like mundane park bench <laughs> Just sitting like they're just like having a like a cup of tea on like a Sunday afternoon, casually talking about like some of the like most important shit in the entire trilogy mm. is I don't know it just it hits well yeah it's great and then it sets up right when she leaves conveniently, Agent Smith walks into the playground oh, and they have a fight known as the Burly Brawl. The Burly Bra. That's a dumb name. Uh, apparently, that was the working title when they were designed, when the CGI, you know, animators were designing the sequence, and they just never, you know, came up with a better name for it. I like so I think name. it's called like the Burly Brawl on like the soundtrack track that's playing oh. is called the Burly Brawl. So um, some good, some good uh, fight scenes. Agent Smith comes out and. You see that now he like puts his hand in people and they also become Agent Smith and now there's a bunch of Smiths. Yep. And Neo fights them. Just yeah. like the real world. Smiths everywhere. Yeah, Smiths everywhere. And uh, there's a lot of fun stuff with early-ish CGI tricks. I mean, you know, 10 years into CGI, but very fully CGI-ed characters kind of bouncing around and lots of Smiths and he does some pole tricks. and The spinning pole trick. The spinning pole tricks fun. Oh. I love describing them as pole tricks. They're very entertained by can his tricks. Yeah. Can you describe the the pole the specific pole scene that you're talking about? Oh uh, yeah. So I, I like the part where he puts the pole down and then runs on their faces in a circle. That's okay. fun. That is fun. That is a good part, but the best part um is when there's like a hundred Smiths that all like pile onto him and then he does this like pole spin that just like throws them all away like he has this like force yes like uh halo bubble shield thing that just throws them all to the side yep. yeah it's awesome. badass i like when he throws a smith into a bunch of smiths and they all fall over and there's a bowling pin sound yeah that, <laughs> that was great i didn't notice that before, before that though we we did start to talk about the frenchman i feel like we were gonna talk about him a little bit orgasm we cake. were and then i think That's i remembered it. that this happens first this is just a really cool fight and it's off-sighted and people say it looks dumb and those people are dumb. For some reason, I thought that was the end of the movie, but the fight is very not... That's the first half of the movie. Jesus. Sure. <laughs> These movies, man. All right, so the Frenchman. So they decide to go see the Merovingian because they are told by the Oracle, so that's the order it happens in, that he has information on... Good How cake. to get to the source. The right? key maker. Yes. No, he has the key maker. You need the key maker to get to the source. Oh, the key yeah. maker. You need the key maker to get to the source. The yep. Merovingian has the key maker. Yes. So yeah, that happens after the Oracle, because she's the one who provides this information. Correct. They go to this hotel restaurant where the Merovingian, the Frenchman, 
is hanging out with his wife, Persephone, played by Monica Bellucci, at like peak whatever you want to say that is. Um, Bellucci. Peak. <laughs> peak Bellucci gets in there. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, still still hot too. So um, yeah. this is a, a quick digression. She was on an episode of Call My Agent, which was this French sitcom, like um, an office place sitcom about a talent agency hmm. in Paris that has like a lot of... Paris? Yeah, has a lot of famous clients. So every episode's about a different famous client working with these agents. Um, and she was on one of them. And oh. like the storyline was that she was like interested in dating one of the agents. And she was, I think, like in her 50s at the time, like still super hot. Wait, how <laughs> old is she in the movie? In the movie, I don't know. She's, I think she's around 30. Oh, okay. But this was like an episode that came out in the last few years. I thought you were saying that was before. Oh, Matrix. no, no, no. Like, this is like 2018. She's 85, actually. <laughs> oh, in the my Matrix. God. This is like 2018, I 2019. I don't know. <laughs> still, still hot. And she, I mean, she was, she's technically the oldest Bond girl because she's the inspector and she was also in her fifties at the time. So, so the Merovingian here wears a lot of red married to Persephone. Uh, it turns out in revolutions has his own Charon, has his own boatman, but he's a subway man instead that show that ferries programs from one side to the other. By the way, we were talking about this when yeah. I started watching the third one and that happened. I realized you're right. He's definitely Hades. He's yeah. a thousand percent Hades. <laughs> like there's, there's no question about it. He's Hades. Wait, who did you think he was? I thought he was, um, who did I say? Dionysus, just cause he's Dion- like, he's oh, really maybe, into drinking yeah. and sex. Okay, yeah. And like he, he has like the orgasm cake. That's Dionysus. That's not Hades, but. But whatever. Hades did it, but he was doing it for um, nefarious purposes. So I guess that makes me. Sure. Context, Misinterpretation yeah. of Hades. I have a whole rant about Hades. I'm going to save that for a different day. <laughs> yeah. So he gives that lady the orgasm cake. She goes to the bathroom. Wait, wait hold on. Miravigian follows her into the women's room. Hold on, hold on. Persephone let's, goes let's... into the men's room and makes out with Keanu. What are we Winding, dude. The orgasm cake. You can just throw out the word orgasm cake. Wait, we talked about it. It's like the sixth time someone's mentioned it. Why am yeah, I getting called on? Explain it though. Anybody. What's to explain? A woman eats it, she has an orgasm. <laughs> Done. Okay. Rastafari. All right, fine. Maybe albinos. Maybe it's We're not to the Rastafari albinos yet. Continue. Third they kiss, movie. They're kissing they in the bathroom. All right, they're, they're in the bathroom. They're making out. Because he's the one. He's the one. <laughs> They end up at the Merovingian chalet because the Merovingian turns them down to meet the key maker. Yep. He's like, no, I don't want to do Persephone, it. Persephone. No reasons, by the way. He like has no motives in this. He's just like. Yeah, he just doesn't want to. Nope. Okay. He's fickle. So Persephone is okay. like, actually, that guy sucks. He's definitely hooking up with that lady in the bathroom. So I'm going to bring you to the key master. Hmm. Brings him to the chalet. They give them the key master. The Merovingian comes back before they can get out with the key maker, sees what they're doing. Six, the albino Rastafarians yes. on the key maker. So now that splits, Neo stays and fights in the room where the Merovingian six his goons on him. Great scene, by the way. Great scene. Meanwhile, Neo is there. Trinity Morpheus and the key maker head out to the highway. And um, it's dope as hell. So only thing I want to mention there with this scene, it, I thought it was really cool because they introduced the the twins and they're kind of like wraiths, like they phase, they can only be killed by silver. You have the Merovingian and Persephone who are very clearly like the Greek god, uh, you know, placeholders. So it's just cool that they introduced like all of the human myths of like ghost stories 
as different programs. And I mentioned yeah, this when we were watching it, but like, it's just a cool, like, you know, these are, these are ghosts. Like I'm sure there's like some of the werewolf myth got in there too. There's probably other programs we could have met that we don't see that are also like failed human myths that are our horror stories we came up with, which I just think is, is a fun little. Yeah. It's a good point. Does anybody else yeah. think the key maker is kind of forced in there? Yes. And unneeded. Yeah. I, I was just like, Neo's the one. Yeah. He could just, there is no lock and the door's open. Yeah. Just yeah, didn't really need yeah. him. It, was, it just, it it just felt like, like, like this is weird. Get there, you know, there was yeah. like a bunch of timing and different things that had he to happen in a specific yeah. order. Yeah. I looked at him as like either like a bro- brute force program or as a skeleton key. Like if you try to think of these people as what their computer counterparts would be. Yeah. You know, like, so he was just kind of like the tool they needed to use to, to break sense. in. Hmm. Yeah, I just feel like it was like a little forced. Yeah, yeah, no, Him no. like being there. Kind of. They were like, oh, this movie's getting kind of long. Like, we need to speed this up a push, little bit. Push the plot mm-hmm. along. The the fight scene before the, like the highway scene was fantastic too because they're in this, uh, whatever, this mm-hmm. like hotel or where, where are they exactly? He said the uh, hotel restaurant, but it looked like they went into Well, like, they his, go like, to route. the Merovingian chalet because then. Okay, the chalet. Because the then chalet. Neo eventually <laughs> learns that he's 500 miles from the city. Oh, yes. They keep throwing him to like the mountains or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's all these like medieval weapons. That's what on the, the keymaker's for. He could have opened the doors, but the keymaker knows the map. Oh. Hmm. Right. Yeah. He yeah, yeah. the purpose. Yeah, yeah. 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 He knew the API endpoint to connect <laughs> to the um, architect. Yeah. He knew all that shit. But there's like all these medieval weapons on the walls, so they're fighting with like broadswords and like rapiers and like all this cool shit. Whatever's around, yeah. Really it was cool. really, really cool. I wasn't a big fan of the highway fight scene. I thought it was too chaotic and cluttered, and I, I don't feel like it. I disagree. My it favorite. Fucking awesome. It was like, yeah, it's one of the best it was scenes like classic, in a classic action movie scene. It was maybe extended too long. Maybe that was a problem. Well, it was just like every other ac- like action highway scene you know yeah i just i just wasn't super i maybe i just don't like highway scenes i'm not yeah. a, a very huge i think the only ones that did it for me was fast and the furious oh yeah well, i think this uh, is a specifically amazing freeway scene because they actually built the damn thing and actually oh. crashed like 300 cars on it that's so cool um, but you a, can't factor that into how good something is it's like well because it looks tactile it actually looks yeah, real it's not true. It's not like burly roll kinds of CGI animating cars flipping that over. Real. That's fair. <clears throat> it's, you know, this actual shit. They built a almost mile and a half long freeway out in the desert. And that's awesome. Um, were donated, I don't know, by Ford or Chevy, whoever was the cars in there, hmm. donated them a bunch of cars to actually like flip over. So there's definitely like reaches a kind of com- comedic point where you're seeing all these cars flip over in the background and then it just keeps happening. Yeah. And you're just, and then it's just like different people who were like 20 cars behind should have hit the brakes. Yeah. (laughs) And their cars flipping over now too. You just imagine the news stories that day. Like there was a, 1600 car pile up on the i-95 yeah, the whole thing is gone <laughs> all of i-95 <laughs> flipped over the highway's nuts. done no more <laughs> we're retiring this uh, highway we're also out of cars but yeah that sequence is awesome morpheus slices an entire car <sighs> with a katana <laughs> it's so cool yeah he does um it's just dope he, they get them ghosts they blow up their car they go flying up into the air i guess mm-hmm. that's where their ghost powers go <laughs> when they phase, they don't stay the same speed as what they were with. Yeah. The phasing's fun. Phasing. Ph- phasing from a car into the car behind you. 
yeah. and just like materializing in the back seat. Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was fun. It's good shit. Hey, movie good, I yeah. say. <laughs> architect. <laughs> talks to the architect. We do podcast like that now? <laughs> we do podcast. <laughs> he like choose Trinity choose and then movie continue. We next movie. So the, uh, the other big things to mention from The Matrix Reloaded. There are these three crews that get sent out there. They each have to do a job in order to get Neo to the source through the right door at the right time. Yes. What happens is one of the crew, so they it, they all have to do a job in the Matrix. It's like shut down this this um, power grid. Power, or yeah. Shut, sorry, I couldn't remember the word for like shut down the power grid for this block at the same time that someone else like springs a lock at the same time that Neo and the Keymaster Keymaker are standing in front of the right door and open it. Basically, there there's just like what. There's like a one minute window. Yeah, there's a one minute window. Everything all these things has to, to go happen. correct. Yeah, classic heist movie. Trinity's yeah. not in there because Neo doesn't want her to die. So, right. Basically, what happens is um, one of the crews, not the one with Jada Pinkett Smith, just completely be- beefs it. They all die, <laughs> except for one dude because there's a scene where a couple of them are about to get on the phone to get through the Matrix, and Agent Smith shows up and like puts his hand into the dude and then the dude goes back through the telephone into the real world. So now the Agent Smith infected dude is back in the real world. Oh. That's important to note going forward. It is. Anyway, the team dies and it's not going to work. So Trinity seeing this happen decides to go in anyway and starts doing the action sequence that Neo dreamt of at the beginning of the movie that ends with her dying. It works. She gets it all turned on. Neo goes through the door and then talks to the architect who says really big words that at the time people complained that he was unnecessarily complicated in his explanation. But vis-a-vis. Yeah. Ergo. Ergo um, vis-a-vis. Parodied by Will Ferrell, who we (laughs) talked about earlier, may have cut out or not. Uh, Anyway, so the short version is this is the sixth time that some... Version of Neo has made it to this point. Neo's an anomaly, but a predictable anomaly hmm. that is that rises out from, you know, the way that the Matrix is designed now because there has to be hope. So there's this prophecy. There has to be some humans who are left alive to rebuild civilization. And without this hope, the Matrix collapses pretty much. Um, and he's given the choice to either do what every other Neo's done, which is go and reset the Matrix. And the benefit is he gets to pick who repopulates or something. He gets So it was, the choice was he could go back and let the, the humans die, yep. pick 16 to repopulate with. Yeah. Or he could go back and stop this from happening. But by him stopping it from happening would destroy the entire matrix yep. is what the architect said. Correct. And everyone would die. Yes. Yeah. The robots would die. Everything would just end. But like, it's important to know he's speaking with his enemy right now. Obviously he's not going to give him the two actual outcomes. He's going to tell mm-hmm. him what he wants him to do. Yes. And also you see this later in the third one where the Oracle tells him like, Oh, I don't know. Um, Once they get into uncharted territory, these are programs. They're predictive, but they don't actually know what's going to happen. Exactly. So he's the only option that a Neo has taken before 
is that option. So he doesn't actually know what happens if he goes through the other door. They assume it's the total destruction because to them, it that is be. the total that, destruction. That's, that's the logic that would follow, but Neo is, uh, you know, cyber the Jesus. Mm. He's, he's the real one. Mm. He's the realest one. He's the realest one. <laughs> he keeps it real. So he, of course, decides to go save Trinity in doing so, perhaps dooming everyone to die forever. Mm. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> Just an interesting moral. Yeah. So he saves Trinity, but goes into a coma in the process, they think. Mm. And the last shot of the Matrix Reloaded is him in the ship's, you know, med bay. And next to him in the med bay is the dude that Agent Smith zapped into before coming back to the real world. Mm -hmm. And then to be continued, and uh, what do we say? Calm Like a Bomb plays this one? (laughs) Yeah, then Calm Like a Bomb plays. Matrix Revolutions is up next. And not a... There actually isn't that much that happens. There's just very long sequences. Robot fights. Mm. Mm. It's yes. fair. Yeah, it's a big portion of it. It's just the, the robots Robot invading Zion. Yep. Neo and Smith fight. Make a deal with robot. Make a deal with robots first. Neo Smith fight. He does a good job. Robots are like, all right, we won't fuck with you. Movie end. Yep. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up. So that guy that's Agent Smith comes back to life, stabs his way out of the ship. Makes it onto Neo and Trinity's ship. Neo and Trinity have essentially said, give us one of the ships. We're going to go do this. You guys go back. Um, One of the ships got destroyed. You later find out by the Agent Smith guy. And that's that's pretty much where it starts. Starts. One of the ships is destroyed, so there's only two left. Neo and Trinity take one. That guy stows away on it pretty much. Uh, He killed the robots at the end of the second one too, didn't he? That's what put him in the coma. Oh, he yeah. did the stop. He did the yes, stop. Yes, and yes. He, he murdered. Oh, him. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the real world. Really that's very important. Yes, yeah, <laughs> The reason he goes into a coma is he gets back into the real world, and then as the robots are attacking in the real world, he uses similar powers to he what he did like in the Matrix. His own EMP. Yes, he does yeah. his own EMP essentially. Which makes sense because if he can control the code in the Matrix, the Matrix was written by the robots. They presumably yeah. run off the same code. There's no reason why they wouldn't. Yep. So just to take this in like more digestible chunks, the team that goes back is racing against time to get back before all the humans die. So the humans are dying. <laughs> we we it, we yeah, die now here. Explain until it's happening. Yeah. And they're going to use the AMP, but there's really no reason why they need to rush back until they're going to shoot off that EMP in the entryway. Yeah, Maybe pretty, they're just trying to help. But. Pretty much. So the last stand of humanity happens at Zion. It's this like really long. I think it's like legitimately 25 minutes long, this sequence. Yeah. It's a good sequence. Yeah, there's it's a very good sequence. There's mechs in this one. Yes. That's um, the best part. That yeah, one, 20 minutes are that one dude shooting oh. off infinite rounds. Ah, in the mech. I love the two the kids. The kid the has rocket. to keep them, you know, reloaded. <laughs> oh, the the oh, yeah. two girls shooting the rocket were my favorite. I, loved, cool. I yes. loved how resourceful they were, and I love that they got it done with just a rocket launcher in each other, even though there's all this mech battle going on. The mechs yeah. were so awesome, but what made the most difference was those two women with this the rocket launcher. The movie does this okay. thing that, like, all the people we care about aren't in Zion for this final fight. <laughs> so they they have introduced these other characters in Reloaded and in Revolutions. They become your point of view characters, basically. You have in the mech combat, it's Captain Mifune 
with the kid. The kid's out there delivering more rounds to the max. Correct. Yeah. In the worst job, because mm-hmm. he has just like a shaky cart that he has to run through the battlefield over giant robots. I love the part where they open up the door and there's just like one of the the <laughs> sentinels waiting for him, and I'm like, of course, of course, a sentinel would be like, yeah. and like luckily they get him in the last minute, but it's like Jesus, You're like yeah, that's terrifying. It's so good. So you have those people doing that. You have the two women. Link's wife and the other woman, and they have a big rocket launcher, and they're moving around to make strategic strikes. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Link's on, wife on makes these, it. Other uh, lady doesn't. These big drills, right? <laughs> trying to hit the, the blind spots of the sentinels because oh, they're yes. swarming so they around stop. trying to get every yeah. angle. Yes. 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 So yeah. they're like, "Where can I hit that they're not going to be expecting?" It's a. It's a mine. So yeah, most yeah, of the exactly. military people are just yeah. out in the front line. Exactly. They're they're on the. They keep saying they're on the docks. They never give you a map of Zion, but they're saying they're on the docks. Mm-hmm. All the council and most of the civilians, they're all in like this sealed up bunker pretty much. So there's a big drill trying to get at them. Which most of this could have been explained by by like a minute of exposition where they're like, we took this base over from a... And then you'd be like, oh, all of this makes sense now. Or them looking at a three, like a hologram diagram. Like right when Dio gets there. What it looks like and they're going to drill through here to get to Are you going to take away the Neo-ass scene? Like, Yeah, that's where it would have to come. Where are you going to cut this from? So we got to see Keanu, but... So yeah, that's pretty much what happens now is um, there's some business with, they know that the ships are coming back, but there's only one of them. They've lost their communication. Yes. So it's Morpheus, Niobe, and everyone remaining on the crew. And there's just sort of like a, a sort of leap of faith that they're trying to get the door open anyway, but the door won't open. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Mifune goes down after taking out a are really, you know, way more than his share of robots. He did a good job. He yes. did very good. Um, yes, yeah. And so then as he's like about to go down, he says to the kid, like, oh, you have to go do it. And I thought he meant like go over there and there's like a fail safe to pull or something. No, he meant you get in the mech and you walk over there. And this thing it. you've never used. It's <laughs> yeah. complicated. He was halfway fighting. through training he was school, halfway man. Through. He was halfway through. Which is like they just explained how it worked probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking that watching it too where like he's mowing them down and it's like this is such a futile battle. Like these are just like there's no distinction gets from like one to the them. other. They're all a part of the same program. You could kill 10,000, 10 million. Yeah. It yeah, just and it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Yep. So then we wouldn't have a second movie. No, but the, the, the point is that it's so futile. Like I think that's yeah. the point yeah. of the whole like you fight anyway. So yeah, you do get this hero moment where they get the door open in time. I don't think we see the kid. No, we do see the kid again. He's down there with the survivors. He, he um, gets the. Yeah, he does. Um, he gets the door open. The remaining ship comes through, sets off the EMP, and then like crashes. And there's like a moment of reunion, Link and his wife, and um, these other people who've made it, Morpheus made it, they're back. They all go hang out with the civilians. So they've set this off. There's like a moment of celebration. And then it's just like, oh, that was like 1% of the robots. (laughs) And here come the rest of them. Yep. And then I guess we could swap over to... Well, Neo and Trinity. <laughs> so there was the, there was the drill, um, and like the robots come to start back up. But we did skip over the beginning subway intro scene, and I just do want to mention real quick. Oh, that's important. That too. there was the uh, and the Merovingian scene that comes after it. <laughs> so there was that that whole intro scene where you meet these programs that fell in love, and they get into the nature of like love. Like you invented the definition. Yeah. That doesn't mean you get to keep like ownership of the word, which was just. 
a very interesting concept. Um, and then they introduced that little girl that yes. was going to be destroyed by the robots because she doesn't have a purpose. Yes. And she was a program born from love, not written in, for function. With her function. So, and I, I just want to mention that and I'll, I'll tie this back in. Yeah. No, it's good. And that's uh, Sati, I think is the girl's Sati. name. Yeah. So like it, she was going to be destroyed just because she didn't have a, a quote unquote purpose. Yeah. So it's just an interesting picture of the world that the robots have made. And I guess it kind of gives me my answer to why can't the humans just live in the matrix? Cause I don't yeah. think there's creativity in the matrix. There can't be creativity in the matrix. Yeah. Be, be, it'll break everything. It'll break everything. It's yeah. gotta be 1999 and 1999 only existed at 1999. It, so sorry. yeah. So, yeah, so that, that subway bit is fun. It's them explaining all that to them, telling Neo he can't go with them because the train man will be mad. Um, so Trinity, Morpheus, and, Ser- and Seraph have to go into the Merovingians S&M club <laughs> to go parlay with him. Mon- Monica Bellucci wearing even more revealing, like red pleather dress now. <laughs> A plus. Plot. And, yeah. Bellucci it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, and, uh, then they're like, he's like, no, he's mine. I'm going to keep him forever. And then they're like, we got guns. And we're going to shoot you. And he's like, okay, fine. And then, then they get Neo back. That's you do have guns. Pretty much what I see that. Yeah, shit. Well, why don't they have more EMPs? So they have all these mechs, all these bullets, but they have one EMP. I thought the yeah. same thing. It, it yeah. takes out their equipment too. It's the last ditch, ditch thing. Yeah. yeah, but you gotta have like a couple of them. No, well, like, no, like it takes out their everything. Well, I, I know, but for like impending doom, you know, like you think you'd have like more yeah. of a failsafe. But that's the problem that they EMP. they can't close the gate again because all the power's been knocked well, yeah. out. Well, so you need some backup EMPs. No. And so like they did that one on the docks, but like again, this is we don't know too much about the city, but say they had done it closer and it shuts off their life support systems. Yeah. You know, like we don't know what, like they they're underground. So there's something that's probably like at least pumping in oxygen. They you know, like there's probably systems there that are running that like would get completely fucked up and they would have like even less I, I don't know. It seems like the EMPs are like a dangerous thing to use even in our world because they would knock yeah. out just anything in the area. You you don't get to control it. It does seem like it's like we have no other choice. We need to use this. Yeah. It's really live. the only weapon they have. Yeah. Against the robots. Yeah. Yeah. So um interspersed with that is Neo and Trinity are going to the machine city because Neo's like, this is where I have to go. Um <clears throat> the Smith guy pops up and they fight and he blinds Neo with um uh, some like chemical exhaust. And with science now Neo can't see anymore, but he sees like flaming shapes pretty much. He was pretty much daredevil. He technology. Now. He can only see the tech right. that's he gets. Yes. So he couldn't really see Trinity, but he can see no. what's going on. Yes. Through the matrix basically. Pretty much. Which again makes sense because he can see the program. Mm-hmm. So then they get to the machine city. There's, um, for a movie I hadn't seen before, probably my f- absolute favorite part in like a genuinely affecting moment is uh, you, what you've seen of the world is either underground and what you've seen above ground is dark. You're mostly in like sewers the whole time. Yes. Uh, or you're in these ho- horrific nightmare visions of like harvesting fields of human pods that are like glowing faintly red under a dark sky. They go through and, and they're flying their ship and um, they have to take evasive maneuvers to get away from some of these uh, robots. And they uh, eventually break the cloud cover and it turns out that above the cloud cover, it's normal. There's blue skies. 
and it's like a genuinely affecting moment. It's, it's like yeah. 30 seconds, but so beautiful. Yeah, and they see the sun for the first time in their lives. They they don't even mention it. No, they like, don't it's, have to. it's not no. talked about. It's just like it is small. sublime in like a literal Did that sense. Gangstar song come out before or after the Matrix? Uh, that's a good question. It's funny because I was thinking that in my head yeah. when you had mentioned that above the clouds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is it, what if it was a reference to that? Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, no, that was like something that was kind of like, oh shit, that's that's a real that's a real movie magic moment. Like, did anybody else have the thought of like, well, all of this has been unnecessary because the robots could have, instead of enslaving humanity, built towers up above the clouds and put solar panels above the clouds. I was also thinking like, or like, they could figure out how to just fucking leave Earth. No, they could do that. (laughs) There was a lot of options that didn't involve. They don't, they don't need atmosphere clearly. Go to Mars, go to Jupiter. The thing that they didn't have any long. Go to Jupiter. (laughs) The thing that it tells me is that like these, these robots were created by humans and they're not all that different from humans. Smith may give these speeches of how they're so much better, but if they were better, They'd go to space. They yeah. do like they didn't they need to here. enslave humanity. They did it because of what humanity did to them beforehand. Well, and that's that's a consistent thing, right? That's the Frankenstein thing. That's Cylons in Battlestar Galactica. That's oh, interesting. I, I seen yeah, Galactica. well, yeah, Cylons like so far outpace humans, but they're just mad at them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So they they're chasing humans to extinction because they're just pissed off at humans. It, it's just it's <laughs> funny because those those characters always have the like we're so different, we're so much better than you. And it's like, well, what are you doing? You're doing the worst thing humans do right now. Like literally the worst thing they do. You're no better. Yeah, Hypocrites. Exactly. All right. So he's, he's Neo parlays the with the space baby. <laughs> he does. He does parlay with the space yeah, baby. Um, it does look like a space, like a Teletubby <laughs> robot baby. Looks like a baby. Just yes. as creepy in both. Yeah. Uh, also Trinity dies. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. She gets stabbed with a few. They, they have to make like a crash landing in a tower. She gets hit. All the rods. There's like I don't eight even know where the rod. rods came from. There was <laughs> I don't more know either, rods man. than were necessary is I don't what know they either. did there. there. She had like six rods through her and she's still talking. You don't even know until they show it. She yes. was calm. She was just like, yeah, blah, blah, she, blah. She wasn't moving. Show. So it's like, oh, she's. A, they're going to pan down. She like doesn't have a bottom half. And that's essentially <laughs> oh, what happened. Yeah. Just, you're just filled with rods. Multiple times. No, yeah. my favorite half. <laughs> so Neo's sad and he's got like, he doesn't have any sight, but since they're in the machine city, he, he has a pretty good awareness at this point. Um, he climbs up to the, <laughs> you know, preconceived parlay point, a big kind of spidery octopusy thing kind of pops up it's in front form, of him. A formation of all the, yeah. the robots and then, collectively come together. Yes. And then yeah. the, the ro- there's a bunch of robots that form like a face that yeah. talks to him. That looks like a baby. That looks like a baby. And um, it basically says like, what the fuck? Get out of here. You're not supposed to be here. And he's like, I've come to parlay. <laughs> and uh, I declare parlay. He takes off gloves and just like throws it on the ground. Uh, and the baby's like, ah, oh, the ways of old. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> What is that from, by the, by the way? <laughs> Which part? <laughs> the the parlay is from like things. It was no, a big no, part no, of no, the no, first no. parts of the Caribbean That's what movie. I was thinking of. <laughs> oh no, he's declared parlay. We have to accept this. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Neo, from the robot's perspective, though, like, what's the what's the downside? Right? Like, he's his ship is broken. He's in their city. Yeah. What are you gonna uh, lose? Uh, I, I have something to tell you. 
Hear him out. Sure, I'm All going right, to murder we'll just you, kill you in like so. 15 minutes. I guess I can reschedule that for 30. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure. All I have is the rest of eternity, so exactly. I guess yeah. I can do that. So, yeah. so Neo basically says, Agent Smith has taken over the whole Matrix, and he will find a way to spread out here and take out all of you too. Neo's deal that he offers is, I will take out Agent Smith, and you have to not kill all the humans. There's, peace, there has to be a truce. Peace. Which, why did they follow through well for one because they couldn't stop smith themselves no but they could have he could have killed smith and they could have just killed neo they're logical machines and that that was where i was kind of going with the eternity thing is like so for one he didn't give them a timeline or anything he just said peace and so for them it's like okay we could give them peace for the next a hundred years which is more than all of their living memories and that's nothing for us and kill them all well and now we have the fourth I, I don't know how they're going to tie that in, but from for the robot's perspective, like even brokering peace for a thousand years is Nothing. it's a waiting game. Like, <laughs> They'll still be around. The fourth one might just be them like trying to trick them back into the matrix. Like <laughs> it's gonna. I'm very excited to see where they go with it. Same. I really am too. So you, we get the ending part now. Um, Satis there in the Oracle and the architect are talking to each other. And I, I just thought that was really cool because like we have that the, the robots don't allow anything without a purpose, but we have this, this program that was created out of love who changed the entire sun for the whole matrix. And it's, it's gorgeous and it's, it's new. And it's just kind of like the whole nature of art. I know I've, I've heard for a while uh, you know, you, you get the, you, you're doing a hobby for a career and blah, 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 blah. And like right around this time we had the Spotify's, um, you know, your year wrapped come up and I noticed I've listened to 50,000 hours of music this year and my top two, like auras were focused and determined. And all of the work I've done this year has been because of artists supporting me. And it's just, it's interesting. Like, and I don't want to say all the work, but like what wouldn't have been created in human history without the the motivation from from art. And here you have in the movie like this, the the robots themselves kind of going through that same journey of like, oh, shit, we've we've lost something of like, like how much more art could they have created? What else could robots have done if they hadn't been? holding everything in themselves into this. I don't it would have been like stale and stagnant. Well, and that's, they keep resetting tonight. So it's just, it's interesting of like what their culture could have been. Like they held themselves back too at the, at the same time. And I don't know. I just thought it, it was. Yeah. Like you're saying like AI, if there's nothing to learn from, it doesn't advance. It just, it stays. just stays. Yeah. It just stays. And if they just keep cutting the things off that aren't necessary, you're more efficient, sure, but you're never going to grow. You're never going to expand. You're not going to yeah. motivate anyone. Yeah. I don't know. It's just we've had this debate in culture for a while about like what the purpose of art is and, yeah, and all that sure. stuff. But like it seems pretty clear to me. It supports everything, it makes life worth living, and it made the sun way more beautiful in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good spot to end revolutions on specifically. Um, obviously, the people back in Zion – or like, oh, he he did it. He he won. Um, oh yeah, he, he beat stuff. Smith. Yeah, he beats the hell out of Smith. We said that. Well, awesome. he so through, through some um, through some mind tricks, basically. 
Yes, he one v ones the best the prime smith. So while the other smiths are watching. So that's that's what the oracle told him too was everything that has a beginning has to have an end and that goes through his head right before he lets Smith kill him mm-hmm. because he knows they both have to have an end. Mm-hmm. I have a couple open ended questions that I did want to. First off, we we haven't mentioned that this has been said to be at least in part trans allegory. Yes, and that's you know you you get it. Mm. If if I can add on to that, when we were talking about the conservative like red pill thing, yeah. there's like a whole big breakdown of it where it's really funny because the red pill uh, back at that time was one of the hormone therapy pills that they oh, gave that, to people. That's what I read about. Uh, and then like the, the blue pill was like a, a, a different type. So like when when conservatives are like, you're going to take the red pill? It's like, yeah, sure. I'll be trans too, man. Yeah. yeah it's, high, it's, high it's, five. it's estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, sure. Cool. Let's do estrogen. Like you're cool. Yeah. Let's do it, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, I don't, I maybe don't have the capacity to get too deeply into that, but it's just it's obviously worth mentioning. Mm. Which pill would you guys have taken? I don't know, man. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I, awesome. I think oh, damn, it's, I I, no, cause I, I did want to bring this up when we were talking about, um, uh, Cypher about having that choice of if you ended up going, you know, say you took the red pill and you go into the matrix or you come out of the matrix and you have the option of going back into it, what would what would you do? What would you pick? Because I feel like that that's a better barometer than you've never been outside of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Once once you see what it's actually like. Yeah, once there, you really know what it's how like. How hard the struggle's gonna be. Yeah. I don't know, man. And you know you're not the one, so it's not like you're <laughs> it's like, Cypher, oh, I don't I don't fucking matter at all. You see this. Yeah, man, and Cypher's defense, he's probably thinking like I'm not. I'm not affecting this. <laughs> like, like gonna, the one's gonna do what the one's gonna do. Are you gonna no, have sloppy steaks outside of the matrix? <laughs> I I would take the just because of the person I am. I would take the red pill just because of my curiosity, and yeah. I would be bored in the matrix. Yeah, I think I'd be super intimidated by Morpheus and like, well, this is a cool guy. I don't want him to think I'm lame. Yeah. I'll take the red pill. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> tough. Then I get there and be like, oh fuck, oh, shit. <laughs> I'd just be like, are these the only two options? Because I don't think fighting was ever the like the goal there. They really should have just tried to like work things out with the robots. Now, <laughs> what happens if you take both pills? Hell yeah, well, that's what I want to know about. We don't know about yeah. that. <clears throat> so, did you guys play Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven? Yes, I did. I tried it. So in the game, kind you, of, I guess you could call it trying it. Uh, the game came out um, a, a year and a week ago, so I don't mind spoiling this part of it. At the end of Act One, you are you put like a chip into your brain, pretty much. It's like an encryption of a person. This is straight out of Neuromancer, where you can encrypt a person onto a chip and then like visit them. Except in this, you put the chip in your brain, and now. You're not supposed to put that chip in your brain. Now Keanu Reeves is you. Um, uh, give me two. I know. So now you basically you basically have like a split personality thing for the rest of the game. Mm. And you have essentially six months to live, at which point Keanu Reeves is going to take over your body. You're given <laughs> by someone. Just like real life. It would be a better, <laughs> a better world. So point, reason I'm bringing this up. The game, not the game, I mean, a character in the game presents you with two options. Um, she gives you a thing of blue pills and a thing of orange pills. They're like red orange. So she basically tells you like you can take the blue and it'll block him out and it'll slow down the process. But if at the end it's just getting like way too painful, you can take the red ones and just like unleash Keanu. So in the game, you take like the orange red pills for maximum Keanu. So I just think it's funny. 
I feel like that's too much of a ripoff, especially because well, it's, 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 it's everything. It's it's mostly Neuromancer, but it's a lot of. I mean, let's just steal from everything. Yeah, and I mean, and and, like, and Cyberpunk. It's uh, the game's based on a board game that's been around, I think, since the eighties. So. I, I was disappointed yeah. overall in the game. <laughs> Is, have you Just played the board say. game? Or a tabletop game, I guess, more. I'd like to try it. It's supposed to be very good. It's been around a long time. So, yeah, I don't know which, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to think long and hard about which bill. I think saying that if you went if you went red first and then had the option to go back in, that's probably an even more interesting question. Yeah, yeah. I would I would go back in if I knew what it was like on the outside. I might I, pro- as well. I probably would too. And, like, and no, if you if you just like have uncontrovertible proof like I ain't going to be the one to turn this around. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well yeah, yeah, that you, you might have some here. hopes so, of like maybe I can do something. I, I don't I it was <laughs> You should, but you know, Joey Joey Pants said it's been 9 years he's been out or something, so I don't know. So, um the one question I want us to end on um for this part before Getting into the next part, what could the Matrix Resurrections possibly be about? I think we talked about this. Yeah, a little bit, but just so we end on our expectations. And what do you th- and, and do you think you're going to like it? Have you guys watched the trailers? No. no, I've seen I've seen the trailers. I think like like I was saying before, it's like the robots are up to something, and because it, like it seems like they don't know who they are, and the robots are like somehow. I don't know, used a human EMP, wiped their memory, and now they're back in the Matrix. Yeah, um, we saw Neo die at the end of Revolutions in a sort of fiery Jesus pose. We saw we Trinity die died. shortly before that. Well, we knew, we know Trinity died. Mm. But we that was in the Matrix, right? No. Oh, no, no, that was in real life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah never mind. Really. And plus, it, it, it shouldn't, you know, if you die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Ne- well, Neo could have, uh, like, been still in the Matrix, kind of like at the end of the, the second I'm one. assuming it, it's something like that. Something like that. I uh, I think we're... Or it's not, and it's a new incarnation. It seems like it's probably a new Matrix, at least. That, that's it, my idea. It really doesn't matter because we have to see him again, and we have to see Smith again because they're both integral parts of the Matrix. We know that the Matrix doesn't work without them. Mm-hmm. So, like, we know they have to be in there to some extent. Did they recast uh, Elrond? Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it's recasting. So, yeah, there seems to be setting up that it's... Did he know, die? We don't know. Well, he didn't die, but he's not in this movie. Unless... No, in real life. No, oh, no, 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 no. Larry? Larry's still kicking around. Uh, that's why I was wondering, like, who who, do, who would they recast him as? Oh, because he died, so it would be a new person. It seems to be setting up a kind of cycle thing, which, well, not setting up. That's obviously very well established in here. But Yahya Abdul-Mateen is in there, seeming to be in the Morpheus role based on the trailers. And there's other characters who seem like they're, you know, there's one of the latest trailers is talking about deja vu a lot. So, well, so the Neo always picks 17 people to start it up again. Morpheus is probably always one of those 17. Trinity is probably always one of those 17. He probably has to pick a cipher as one of those 17. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if, so Neo dies, I guess, or, you know, quote, quote, dies, but maybe he's still like his memory or like he's still like in a part of the code okay. that like can come back. But he's in the Matrix. The real world doesn't have the Matrix. The real world robots made the promise with Neo, but Neo's dead in the real world, but he's still in the Matrix. So the robots might try to pull some shit 
And but Neo stuck in that world. So the whole movie could be him trying to get out of that world to save humanity again. That'd be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's either that that or I mean, maybe Neo's a program now. And I feel like that's not really an interesting vein for them to mine, but Mm. they could. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to just think think of it like from a cultural perspective of like, where would they have gone from like, what was the nineties like as a trans person to what is now like as a trans person? um, How would you mirror that in a, in a matrix world? Marginally better. I think it's going to be wild. It's still like half the country being real shitty about it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think, I think it's going to be way wild. It's Neo back in the matrix, but half of the matrix really (laughs) mad at him for fighting the robots. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. That could be. Yeah. I think it's the next rendition of him. (laughs) Like it's the seventh generation or whatever. He has like a terrible life. That's my guess. Unlike, unlike the big blockbuster movie I saw. Unlike the big blockbuster movie I saw last night, I'm expecting to be quite surprised by whatever happens in this movie. Oh, guaranteed. I think no matter what happens, I'll be very surprised. I, I think don't it's going to be really weird in a fun way. Close, to be honest. The weirder, the better. But yes. That, that, I think that's the only part that we're being on about is that it's going to be weird. The only thing that matters is in the trailer. He said, "I still know kung fu," <laughs> and great. that's fucking. That is awesome. fun. That's beautiful. Yeah, they know. They know their audience. I like when people don't take themselves too seriously. So um, some reviews have already dropped for it. Um, the people that I follow and trust say they loved it. All right. Uh, like the dumb that. people have said they don't love it. So right, uh, let's let's hope we're like the smart people. What does Don Cheadle say? I don't know if Don Cheadle's seen it. <laughs> that's He's a not, good question. Yeah, I, trust, I trust that man. Mm-hmm. All right. New podcast we make is what does Don Cheadle say? And we just talk about what Don Cheadle says. WWD. WWDC. What does. I think we're running out of steam. D. Yeah. WWDCD. <laughs> we always talk about Don Cheadle and Ben. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> about the Muppets. Wait, what, what's something that we always bring up? I feel like we got to bring cats? No? <laughs> no, Mank. Listen to the next We episode. haven't talked about Mank. Fuck once. Mank. All right. <laughs> it's only with Greg podcast and Podcast over. Podcast Watch over. The Matrix. You'll hear from us very soon, if not in the same podcast, about the next movie. All right. Uh, thanks for listening so the far. out. Take a break if you need to and come back for part two. We'll see you soon. You're going to be real late to the movies. Bye.